and welcome to RPG Digest, your number one source for games, rants, raves, as pulled by a huge sample size of me. In this live stream format podcast, we discuss tabletop role-playing games and comment on the RPG hobby as a whole. I am John Maxley-Auschlow, your favorite, most polled, and cherished curmudgeon, critic, and judge. Along with me is the less polled, Ethan Dog. How are you today, sir? That's all I get. Less polled. Less polled. Less polled. Okay, that's great. Hey, you hello, downvote Max. our videos. Hello, Eugene. <laughs> Eugene Matthews. Hello. Wait a minute. I thought I knew who that was for a second. I think I do. Maybe not. Uh, so hello, Mr. Max. Hello, Eugene Matthews. Uh, so how are you doing today? I'm doing okay. Doing all right. Everything's cool. I'm. Uh, every once in a while, I still get a little. Uh, uh, congestion, Marge hairball. Simpson sister problem right here, but uh, it's working out okay. You see, he's not hacking up some hairballs soon. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much like that. Yeah. Um, Star Trek Bridge Crew that we play on Thursdays and Saturdays is getting harder. <laughs> I don't know why. It's the same missions, but for some reason, we're not succeeding as well as we were before. I don't like I, a lot of the missions. Like when I watch you play them, the game seems fun and I actually enjoyed the time I played, but I look at these missions and I'm like, oh, they're doing that again. Yeah. When was that in an episode? Yeah. You know, and some of the reaction time stuff of that is like, okay, we warped in, you know, the TV show that they'd warp in like, all right, I'd like you to scan the area. Let's get, a, let's get an idea of what's going on. You guys warp in. It's like, ah, anomaly, we're under attack. This is going, like, what the hell? Get these, I don't know, do your job. <laughs> Well, I hope I don't panic that much. No, no, no. But but you you get what I'm saying. Like like you get in there and just crap's happening. Like I, I yeah. don't remember that from the TV shows. I remember TV shows like uh, Mr. Spock, take us in slowly so we can uh, or whomever you know what I'm saying Sulu. Um, you know, uh, well we can get a good scan of this area. Make it so. Yeah. But uh, not, it's not as chill. No, no, no. Well, then then yet at the same time, like the combat, I don't know. Maybe you need the VR headset for it, but I, I would like something that come uh, to shake or I don't know, like even in the TV show when it's just lasers, the ship's like, you know, you guys are like shields down to 22%. And, and I noticed this when I played it, it was like, why are the shields down to 4%? I don't see what the hell's happening. <laughs> Can I at least get a little shake? Like crap's on fire all over the place, but you know, we're just floating. D lights didn't dim or anything, you know? Well, I have the, uh, I have the JJ lights turned off. What, you know, what the, 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 the lens flare lights? 
Oh yeah, we don't need no. Yeah, we don't yeah, need they lens flare, but on by default, I turn that. But the, but the ship should, you know, I don't know, something should happen. But, oh, we got hit. Other than shields down twenty two percent. When did that happen? Yeah, I but, get it. Yeah. Maybe it is a VR thing. It was originally made for VR, so yeah, yeah, I get it. Uh, what but else? To, I enjoy watching you guys play that game though. What else is happening? Um, we brought in a new guy. Should talk about that? Yeah, we did. Any... We did. Uh, summary ground. Uh, he was able to come in at the last mission, and it was, it it increased our success rate by one hundred percent. Because out of the five missions we played, we only won two, and his was one of them. So, and he ran that engineering position at least as well as I did. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, he did. I got to give him props. He did well. So uh, what else is going on? Um, no, not a whole lot. I mean, it's the whole after Christmas, New Year, you know, kind of groove. That's about it. Hey, thank you, Crafty. Crafty, really appreciate that. Thank you very much. Donated but, uh, what about once you? again. Uh, what about your tree situation? Oh, God. <laughs> you know, all I want to do is, you know, have a little money in life. I remember when I used to have money. Remember when I used to have money? I do. And then this PCS happened. <laughs> Actually, the first thing I took was $30,000 when my dad died, if you remember that. I finally no, recovered I from, oh, that back in 2013, I think it was. 2000, yeah, happy 2013, December Why 2013. Because someone died. Because he had no insurance for anything. So? No life insurance, no anything. Now, I didn't have to pay off some of his big, oh, dude, I saw. <laughs> my mom reminded me of this the other day, too. She's like, didn't he have heart problems? I'm like, I don't remember. She's like, didn't you find a bill of his? Like, oh, God, yeah. $250,000 bill he didn't pay. I was like, nope. <laughs> Most of it got waved off. But uh, when you consider the flight that I had to take there, nobody pays for that stuff. Um, the, the, the incidentals of paying the lawyer. The, and he gave me a really good deal. Uh, some of this, I had to do some of his move out stuff for rent that wasn't paid. I, you know, like the credit card stuff that was all written off. I had this fucking burial plot. You didn't think about that. Didn't think he was going to die at some point. <laughs> like, Why don't you just you know. cremate him and spread his ashes in Disneyland um, or something? The, the, most of the plot was taken care of by the VFW because he was a Marine in Vietnam. So, But anyway, all told, that 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 trip cost me $30,000 or $28,000. I just say thirty because it's a nice easy round number. Um, it's kind of the same number that I'm dealing with right now. <laughs> and uh, I don't know how many people you know uh, keep $30,000 in their back pocket when, you know, when they're just government employees, single income. So, you know, that $30,000, the second $30,000 hit you know, has, has been pretty. So why do I say that? Because I just got a $2,600 bill to have a tree and a half removed and another one uh, trimmed. And so, but, but the people who did it did a really good job. Uh, I haven't given them, given them a five-star review yet because I need them to come back. And uh, they had to take part of my fence. They couldn't get the truck back there, the bucket truck. So I had to cut up some of my fence. And I'm like, yeah, it's going to have to happen anyway. Um, so I let them do it. But there are bolts in the ground where the where the uh, fence was drilled into the the concrete. Mm -hmm. I don't have the tool to grind that down. They ground down four of them, but these four over here are still raised, and I don't need to have a flat tire or anything. Could I miss them? Probably most of the time, but they're still in the concrete. So uh, I'm not giving them a five star review until that's done. And if they think that's done, need to come back out. The ones flat, like completely flat on the concrete. Good job. The other ones, like about a quarter to a half an inch sticking out still. So. I don't have Max an axe. You Mr. Max says you could have done it yourself. No, he couldn't. No, no. no I don't couldn't. do manual labor. That's what I pay people for. Go away. 
<laughs> and no, no, actually, the uh, the the true story though, uh, I could not have done that one. Even they had a hard time with the one because we had a storm about a week and a half ago, and the limb goes into the neighbor's yard like that, and then or the limbs on the bottom and the top of the tree broke off and it was like a spear right above and they had a they had a very difficult time getting that back into my yard so it didn't crush the neighbor's shred that was with a bucket truck i don't have any of that stuff it's called a wood chipper it's not called a wood i can't put a tree in a wood chipper <laughs> i have to cut it down first uh yeah, I, I when I was growing up as a kid, yes, I used to chop down trees for firewood because I lived in Minnesota and they wouldn't allow us to actually use the heater because, you know, it costs money. So I, I had to do all that cordwood uh, cutting. I know how to do it, but you got everything from the neighbor's shed to power lines to insurance. I'm not dealing with any of that. I'm going to make a professional do it. And if he breaks stuff, the professional didn't. So, uh, yeah, um, but uh, like I said, the only thing, I don't have the grinder. I just don't have the grinder to cut down. Look, I lived overseas and in an apartments. <laughs> for my entire life because I was always moving around the world. How many countries have I lived in? How many places have I gone? Like I've never had to deal with, you know, having a house stuff. So I'm still, you know, trying, trying to deal with that. Uh, and I don't have a grinder to, to, uh, to grind down those bolts. So I have to come back for that. But for anybody in the Alabama area where I am, that's the company. There you go. They, uh, uh, you know, Somebody might want to remind them they got to come out and, you know, trim those bolts. Other than that, did a really good job. Very friendly, fast, um, professional. Uh, didn't come out the first day because the land was wet. And he's like, yeah, I don't want my truck to dig up your yard. <laughs> it's like, that's nice. So uh, you know, I, if I have a wood chipper, I use it for one reason, bodies. I, <laughs> that's what Charlotte was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's always homemade C4. <laughs> I do live in Alabama. Well, I do live so really it, close it, to my neighbor. Maybe overlooked. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you made it home. You didn't buy it. That's not illegal. You're fine. So I did find out that I can put a fire pit in my backyard. So guess that? what video is going to happen? You digging a fire pit? Well, that'd be comical in of itself. No, no. I, yeah. I've, I've got to, I've got a walkway like it's a cobblestone uh, from the previous owners. We're digging that up anyway. I'm just going to use that cobblestone to kind of build a fire pit out. It's not going to be it's not going to be anything luxury. It's just going to be, you know, cobblestone raised up just so sparks don't burn down my house or anything like that. And uh, I'm going to take your suggestion about uh, I am going to host a giant land session and everybody gets to play. Around the fire. Don't say any more than that. OK, it was your idea. I don't recall it, but all right, I'll, I'll take I'll take full responsibility. Yes. Um <laughs> Yeah, uh, I'm too, then the only other thing this week has been just it's been a crappy week for me. Um, after talking with Heathen Dog again, he gets blamed for this too. You know why do you fuck up my life so much? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, so I, I had I had it's kind of uh, in a not a rut. I had some things I needed to work on for the game that I'm writing, mm -hmm. and so I, I ran some stuff past Heathen Dog uh, to do with the combat system. And I took some of the suggestions, a couple of the other ones. I'm like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to stick, uh, stick with this just because of how the flow goes, but you know, other play testing will fix it all anyway. But, uh, so I had to rewrite a bit of it. It's what was supposed to take four hours, took three days, took three days to rewrite based on that conversation you and I had. I, like, I, I do not take responsibility for that because I did not ask me for advice. But you gave it. <laughs> <laughs> Could have just said no. All right. Next time you ask me, I'm going to go, nope, looks good. No notes. Yep. Looks good. 100%. No problem there. 
I'd pay to see Maxwell Homer Simpson trying to put a barbecue together. I mean, really? <laughs> I'd have to look at the thing is I have built stuff. See, people don't just because I don't like to do it. A lot of it is historical because I have done it now that I don't have to. I don't want to. <laughs> you know? uh, I worked landscaping for a while when I was unemployed. Um, this is back, uh, you know, before my so my government time. I, I've done a lot of that stuff. I just don't like it. So I don't do it. I don't have to. Um, and the main the main thing now for me is tools. I just don't have tools. I live in a sh you know, sorry. I live in a smaller house uh, in a smaller yard uh, with a little shed. And, uh, you know, tools are expensive and I'm still trying to figure out this whole move in thing. Having a house is more expensive than I wanted it to be. Still cheaper than renting, though. Eugene, yes, the uh, Alpha 20 stable has come out. And yes, the seven days to die, uh, to die server is up. If you want to get in on it, just message me in Discord and I'll send you the IP and the password. You know who Eugene Matthews is, right? I don't. Okay. I'm not going to say it on stream. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, <laughs> yes, we're going to have a giant line. We're all going to be masking up for it, too. <laughs> oh, so many people are going to be mad. Okay. Uh, yeah, but I mean, that's pretty much the extent of the week was I uh, was working with uh, oh, Raven's Lane. Okay. Oh, did he send you a message? Yeah, he put it in chat. Oh, did he? Oh, yeah, there we go. I, I don't think he knew. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't yeah. know. No. Huge time seeing you do everything. You, oh, wait, what What I miss? Our freaking money pit or never. Yeah. I mean, one thing at a time. One th For me, my priority is getting one of these four books written. Then I'm going to focus a little bit more back on real life because at least then I can try to sell something. Um, so I, that's one of the reasons why I'm getting really stressed out about the book and, and forcing myself to move forward, move forward, move forward is because I don't feel like I'm moving forward. So, all right. Um, I think the only other thing I've got is I, I do want to mention for everybody who's here who watches the Friday chill stream, I'm changing it a little bit, just a tiny bit. You're probably not even going to notice it. I put it in my Discord uh, the other day. Really the main thing being uh, if it's the gatekeeper people, the people we're calling the gatekeeper people, you know, the nor the normal players who pop on in, I'm going to limit it to six. Once, you know, it starts getting out of hand with five or six, but it's okay because, you know, we're all used to talking on top of each other and, you know, not, not a big deal. But after it gets past six, it's just, it's ridiculous. Somebody's always left out or, you know, everybody's talking at the same time. Uh, but, 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 but when we have a guest of some sort, either a first time viewer or a first time guest or somebody we want to just, you know, have a good time talking with, uh, kind of like this last week, we had total, total party skills on really enjoyed uh, him being on the show. Um, I'm going to limit it to four. Now we'll just cycle people in and out. Like, uh, and I don't mean like one question, like we do here for segment three. I'm like, you know, somebody's in for half hour, hour, Joe, for example, from biggest geek is usually has to leave early cause he works the next day. So when Joe leaves, somebody else pops on in, we'll just do it like that. I just want to make sure that anytime we have somebody new or kind of a, you know, I don't want to call it prominent guest, but you know, somebody who's shilling something or somebody who's been on first time, you know, that, that we kind of want to uh, focus on a little bit. Uh, that person gets the opportunity to speak. So. How many people do you have? Darth uh, says it was nine. I, um, did it get up to nine? It may have. I thought it was seven or eight, but it may have been nine. Yeah. It, it got a little crazy. I mean, to be fair, Bruce usually just kind of pops in and then goes back to painting. and doesn't say too much. Uh, 
But the other reason is, especially when there's somebody new on, I want I want that. Oh, you can't see it here, but I want that quarter paneling on the screen where it's like it doesn't minimize everybody so much. So. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. It's this isn't a hard and fast rule. There are no problems. I mean, the Friday somebody made. I think it was crafty. Somebody made a suggestion of like having it be a panel. No, 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 no. That would be this show or some other show. The Friday chill stream is literally. Let's just come on in and talk. Well, man, what do we? We talk about everything. We talk about Doctor Who. We talked about uh, <laughs> BattleTech. Uh, you know, <laughs> is it uh, 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 DM James like uh, painting his mechs? Like, don't you dare paint him green. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, and he explained why he painted him green. I don't care. No. <laughs> um, but, uh, but I mean, he, he was right. So he corrected. He even did a reaction video. And then part of that was like, Max, you're wrong. Like, I know I was wrong about that. Uh, but, uh, or Bruce falls. <laughs> yeah. Bruce falls asleep. Uh, your new year's Eve chilling Friday was great. Was it? I don't remember that. I think, I, is this, is this a bad thing to say? I don't remember most streams after I'm done with them. <laughs> kind of. Like I, I don't like. I know something happened. I know on some stream I said this one thing or the other. Like, what did we talk about? I don't know because we're just there chilling out. You know, I, that's the way I see it. So, yeah, we yeah we've heard Bruce snoring on a stream in the past. <laughs> that is true. I'd actually kick him out one time. Well, I put him down into you know the green room area, the waiting area. Because I was like, nope, I can't deal with that. Out. <laughs> uh, so, right, so what I, are we gonna talk about today? Well, just to finish up with the Friday, I'm really enjoying the Friday chill stream. It's actually gaining a bunch of traction. That's thanks to you guys out there. Really do appreciate that. And just like just like Friday today, go ahead and hit some likes, get those subscribes going out, pass out, get people here so they can know about what are we going to talk about? We are going to talk about part two of the Mechanoid Invasion Trilogy. And I'll get the slide up. Don't, don't punch the microphone. Um, I'll get that slide up in just a moment because uh, we're going to talk about... Boop, the psionics of the mechanoids or yeah i guess the mechanoids would have science yeah uh yeah, rovers which is a uh, an alien something or another and the mechanoids themselves we're going to finish up that first book of the trilogy and then next week is probably going to be the entirety of the second book and the week after is probably going to be the entirety of the third book because we don't have to keep reiterating the same things from the game uh, we'll just point out some differences and you know uh yeah I guess that, yeah, we should just jump right into segment one, huh? Okay. All right. Well, uh, go through the proclivities. I want to save some of them for segment one, though. So let's uh, remind everybody about hashtag RPGate. This has been coming up more and more recently, and I love seeing other people talk about it. It's great. Give Legion of Myth credit for creating it. No, I don't care. <laughs> uh, but you care uh, yeah. a little bit. Everyone cares a little bit. I well, mean, everyone has a, an amount of ego. Sure, 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 sure. Uh, but I would rather the message just get out than worry about the Legion of Myth came up with this. <laughs> uh, oh, be nice. Yeah, exactly. Of course, you know, we're going to show that in a moment. I'm not going to do it again right now, okay. but I will do this because I want to do want to thank our monetary backers again. Crafty, thank you very much for the donation today. Again, as usual, really appreciate that. Uh, if you want to donate to us, Legion of Myth locals, I started using locals a little more and then I stopped. Hmm. <laughs> it's... Yes, everything I do is so automated. That's why you, like, people are like, oh, you're posting on Twitter. Am I? Oh, yeah, because it's automated. <laughs> uh, go ahead and give us tips on Streamlabs, or you can PayPal it to us directly. Remember, Streamlabs and PayPal are the best way to do it because they take the least cut. That means your money, your hard-earned ducats, has the most value uh, across the board. 
if you do it through uh, uh, Super Chats and Cheers, well, Twitch takes 50%, YouTube takes 30%. But you do you. Also want to thank our wonderful viewers, our followers, our subscribers, our chatters and lurkers. I've been loving this chat for like the last month or so. This chat's been great. I can't even keep up with it sometimes anymore. So if we ignore you, sorry, not trying to ignore you. But if you want guaranteed chat, super chat. <laughs> and of course, if you want, somebody said, uh, hey, I donated to the Wounded Warrior Project. Cool. I hope you did it with that link and in our name. But if not, either way, thank you very much for donating to the Wounded Warrior Project. Do appreciate that. And we'll talk about that in a minute. We'll talk about that in a minute. So I'm not going to go for it right now. Okay. Uh, let me get the thingy up. Swap this around. Swap that around. Thingy, thingy. Oh, yes. Uh, I know page wrong, but not exactly. Share. PDF page 31. Look at you. Right. It's F11, this bad boy. Do you use the one I gave you, or are you still using the other one that doesn't work right? I think I'm still using the other one. Okay. I haven't changed. I didn't even think about it until like today. Um, you said 31? Yep. The dot. That's not an enter. Why aren't you typing in here? Hey, type! Okay, I think I broke the internet. <laughs> or at least my computer. Let's scroll down. There we go, Sionix. We're starting with Sionix, yep. Yep, there it is. Okay, I'll make that a little Embedded. bigger, and then... All right, for segment one today, we are going to talk more about the Mechanoid Invasion Trilogy. We are going to talk about psionics, rovers, and mechanoids, and whatever else happens to appear in this book. As always, RPG Digest is a live stream podcast discussion, not a concise step-by-step -step tutorial. You wouldn't want that from us anyway. We may deviate off topic. We may answer some chat questions. We may just talk about things that are completely irrelevant. Get over it. You'll be okay. <laughs> and of course... You can follow us on all those fine websites right there. You can see some of our shirts from Redbubble or cups or mugs or stickers or whatever you want to get uh, below. There are 28 or 29 designs. Those are five of them. Just five examples right there, including Heathen Dog's favorite. Oh, You're not wearing that shirt. <laughs> <laughs> you can watch us on Odyssey, YouTube, Twitch. And if you want to donate to us, PayPal and Streamlabs is by far the best way to do it. Best bang for buck, best value for you. And I believe in value. Obviously, follow, subscribe, hit that like button, subscribe with notifications, and please share. Sharing is caring. Uh, I, I can't explain it enough. Some of the bigger channels even uh, try to get explain this, and people don't get it. But uh, if you share it, putting that link out there in your Facebook groups, in your Discords, and, and so forth, that tells YouTube, holy crap, people actually like these guys. So better than almost anything else. Watch time being the best thing. But uh, share, 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 please. And plus, you can also get some hate comments after that and start engaging people. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't, that's for the stream. All right, half Super Chat money goes to subscriber giveaway. And so far, we've got these five hardcover books. And we've got, I don't even know how many gift cards we've got now. I think I'm just going to cap it at 10 and call it a day. That's a good what point. So we'll give out 10 $25 gift cards and these five hardcover books, maybe another surprise hardcover book or so. I don't know. Uh, just because it's getting hard to figure out the math of that, on that now. Save it for so, the next milestone. Jeez. Yeah, you might do that as well. Yep. So, okay. All right. Here's our segment one banner. And now we're going to talk about Pasikionics. Uh, do you want to start us off so I can drink some water? I will. All right, cool. All right. Uh, psionics in, in Palladium has been, uh, to me, uh, the the easiest psionics to 
forgive the term, wrap my head around because uh, it's it's treated very much like magic in its in its mechanics. And uh, even though in in uh, mechanoids, there's not really magic per se that doesn't really get fully evolved until uh, Palladium Fantasy. But uh, there is a kind of magic, you know, Highlander reference notwithstanding. There is a there, there is a kind of magic in the game, but we're going to get to that in book two or three. So don't worry about that. But right now, psionics. Now, psionics is mind powers. That's basically it. Can you sense people's emotions? Can you read people's minds? Can you move? Can you move stuff from one part of the room to the other? Well, you got to do without it without touching it. You don't have to do that. Oh. <laughs> that that's the cool thing about psionics. It's extremely covert. It is. You don't have to make weird movements. You don't have to make uh, gobbledygook. No, you you got to do the head thingy. Components. You don't have to do the head. And thingy. you have to go do 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 do. If you <laughs> want to do that, you can. It's fine, but you don't have to. And the the other cool thing about Sanix is that in this game, remember, this is not based off of Earth humans. This is a this is a simultaneous evolution of the human form, who call themselves humans, born in another galaxy or another dimension or whatever. And all of them have a capability to have psionics, 40%. In fact, you look at the chart, one through 59, nah, no psionics for you. But 60 through 100, yes. That's 41%. Yeah, minor, major, or master. So we're going to hit on those a little bit, and we're going to give you some examples of some powers. And then uh, we're going to, you know basically move on because uh psionics is uh is mainly for the mechanoids because all of them have it now first <laughs> off determining sonic abilities like i said you roll the you roll the thing yeah there you go yeah uh if if you roll a 60 to 100 you can be the esper occ if you don't then you can't uh there's a 50 was it was it, was it was it 60 to 100 abilities yeah I, th- I, th- I thought you had to be major to be esper no, you have to have any psionic ability whatsoever. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, those that it does not know about are latent abilities that remain dormant until another psionic is able to convince the character he has the ability. Okay. That's a 50% chance right here. Yeah. 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 Uh, when for every ability you get in character creation, apparently there is a 50% chance you don't know about it. So you don't know you have it. So basically, I don't, don't know have. why things keep blowing up around me, but you know, when I get really angry, fires start. It's just really weird. What a coincidence. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, you, you'll know you have it with, you know, right. Game Master steps in and does crazy stuff like that, or another psionic senses that you have this ability and tells you you have it. You just have to focus on this particular part of your chakra or whatever nonsense you want to say. And boom, <laughs> then now now you have complete access to it. Great. Okay. So that that is a little bit of a role playing thing. Now we'll get into the minor, major, and master psionics. Minor, uh, limited level one abilities only. This is the maximum psychic capability of that individual. Even if that character attains 30th level, which you won't, you can never go beyond first level abilities. From second level on, the minor psionic grows in his mastery of his abilities, building inner strength points. Minor psionics are not allowed to become the official, oh, an official esper and must choose an additional occupation. Okay, I guess you have to be major at least to be esper. You're right, I'm sorry. I, I I only I, I only skimmed it. I didn't read it, so I wasn't sure if I missed a part in there. But I did well, skim no, that you're, part. You're right. Now the uh, inner strength points ISP. This is uh they they touch on it, but they don't explain it. I'm going to quickly explain it right now. Your inner strength points are uh, a point total, kind of like a mana for for magic, where you when you use a psionic ability, you spend inner strength points. When you get to zero, well, you can't spend any more, and they do come back over time. Uh, more quickly through sleep or meditation, but 
even if if you're just uh, sitting or walking at a at a nice you know leisurely pace they will they will come back if you're in strenuous effort or in combat they don't but other than that yeah you're gonna grow them back you know not grow them but replenish your isp <laughs> reserve over Little time. roots coming out Ooh. there you go yeah. that's my isp <laughs> There you go. Major psionic. Like the minor psionic, the major psionic is limited to his range and scope of his abilities. At first level, roll percentile to determine his first level abilities. This process is repeated with the second level abilities only when the character has attained second level experience. The major psionic is limited to first and second levels, but may use his abilities as a secondary skill in conjunction with his chosen occupation or opt to become an official esper. Okay, now the what this means is just because you are a major psionic, you don't have to become an esper. You don't have to. You can do your major occupation. That's fine. But all of your psionic abilities that you know that you have apparently are going to be uh, going to eat away at your uh, at your uh, extra skills. It looks like. Um, uh, repeat a second level ability. Major psionic is limited to first and second levels. But may use his abilities as a secondary skill in conjunction with the chosen occupation or opt to become an official esper. So maybe it, it reads like like it's taking away some of your uh, each each power takes away a uh, an extra skill you would have later on. It seems like I don't know. Yeah, I remember. So so before people are like, oh my god, this my palladium sucks. This is literally the first. Well, yeah, this is the very. First, this yeah, is the first writing lot, of the first game of the first. You know. Yeah, it's a lot more streamlined. Later on, master psionic are individuals with great psychic abilities. These are natural espers. Their abilities run the gamut of level one through three. Ooh, all the way to level three. Just as minor and major psionic, the master esper develops his abilities and inner strength points by level of experience. As an esper, the player uses the esper experience level chart. However, he's allowed to choose additional skills as electives, including communications, pilot, linguistics, blah, blah, blah. Of course, the esper's major area of expertise is psionics. Now, the way this reads, it's like if you're a major psionic, it reads like you almost have to be an esper. Uh, a master psionic, yeah. Oh, sorry, uh, master psionic, correct. Yeah. It reads like you almost have to be an esper at that point. As an esper, uh, let's see, these abilities from the game, uh, one through three, through THRU, really? <laughs> <laughs> gotta save those letters i didn't notice that before uh as a player uses the esper experience chart and is not allowed to choose a specific out yeah it does sound like that yep yep so if you hit master psionic you're gonna be an esper and that's it or you're gonna re-roll why would you not want to be though like i've got our ability but I, no i don't I, nope nope well yeah plus you know being a uh being a psionic means you are more resistant psionic abilities and since your enemy the mechanoids all of them have some kind of psionic ability it's probably a good idea howdy facebook user <laughs> it never <laughs> says you guys' names funny all right inner strength points isp okay this is what i talked about earlier now uh if you are a minor as if you're minor psionic major or master they have they have different role as a character increases in experience oh that no that's that's after levels hang on uh rolling a single d20 die and adding it to the number of characters mental endurance okay these two numbers equal the base inner strength points of every psionic. Okay, so you, you take your mental endurance, your ME attribute, mm -hmm. you roll a D20, you add them together, that's your base level one ISP. That's how much so, inner and, strength you have. Somebody who's gonna who's gonna think psychically, like is and okay, I got psychic, so let, let me bump that up a little bit without min-maxing. We'll say about a 14-ish, maybe 15 for ME. You roll that average of 10, 10 and a half, so 11. So four, that's 25. 25 ISP points kind Which of. Which is just fine because 
especially level one stuff is between two and four each, each use. So it's fine. Now, as you go up in experience level, the, the, um, the category of your psionic makes more difference. Like for example, minor, every level you go up, you get an extra D6. Well, before that, I found something very interesting. And again, What's I'm glad that? I skimmed this. As a character increases in experience level, there's a chance of building oh, inner strength chance. points. This is determined by roll of percentile dice at each level. A roll of 1 through 60 indicates an increase in strength points. In the case of it, uh, so if you don't get that one, if you roll like a 74, you don't add this stuff. No, you don't. You just don't get better this level. You got to wait till next level. Try again. But if you do make that roll, 1 through 60, if you're a minor psionic, you get D6. If you're a major psionic, you get D6 plus 2. If you're a master psionic, there's no die roll, you automatically get 10. All right. Now, if you are a master psionic, you are an esper, which means you just get 10 because that's part of the OCC. <laughs> oh, sorry. I was just putting that up for chat. Public so. access, so yeah. Well, okay, so I wasn't trying to interrupt against you. Against psionic attacks and or probes. There's always a chance of fighting off a psionic attack through force of your own will or mental endurance. The following is base chances of fending them off. And that is the saving throws turned by a D20. Non-psionics, you have to get a 15 or better. Now, your, your M, if, if you have any ME bonuses or minuses, this is where you put them in. 15 base. If you have a high ME, it'll go, you know, it'll, it'll go down. If you have a low ME, it'll go up. You have to roll this or higher on a D20. 15 or better. That's a 30% chance right there, so not bad. If you are a minor or a major psionic, your saving throw goes down to 13, which means you have to roll a 13 or better. If you are a master psionic, which means you are an esper, you have to roll a 10 or better. So 55% esper, chance. You probably have a high ME, right? Mm -hmm. So you probably, it's going to be better than that. Plus, uh, I, I'm sure with the with levels, as you go up, you're going to get bonuses to your... Uh, your uh, psionic saving throw because you are an esper you are a psionic class and that usually happens all right now we'll, we'll touch on a, a couple of these uh, level one powers uh aura of truth is something that max hates you're not going to like it so we're not going to talk about it uh, detect <laughs> yeah. psionics hypnotic suggestion meditation trance that costs zero because like i said if you are in a meditative state or trance you regain isp faster so I do you like these you have the so, so, no, no, go, go on. I thought you were done. <laughs> no, if, if you have the power meditation trance, it doesn't cost you anything, but you will be able to regain your ISP faster over time, even over sleeping, I believe. Object reading, that's psychometry. You pick up a knife to, oh, this was used to butter toast earlier today, and you can see that, whatever. This uh, is how we cold, solve all crimes thirst. in the modern world. There you go. Resist cold, resist thirst, resist fatigue, see aura, sense good or evil, or sense magic. Now, in this one, sense magic isn't going to be so great. There is a kind of magic later on, but I personally wouldn't wouldn't take that for this game. I wouldn't do it. But uh, sense good or evil, yeah, because all <laughs> mechanoids are evil, so that's going to work out. Thank you. I, I applied for Gitter um, a couple of days ago. I used it a couple of times so far, but it's it falls under every other social media for me where it's like I use it, and then I just I just don't get on social media. So, but thank you very much, and uh, I will punch you in the junk. <laughs> now let's move on to uh well can we look can we let's let's look at like resist cold or something just just to show no, people no, I, what i want to uh, do hypnotic suggestion because that's okay, funner. okay fair uh where there it is right here so you pick one that's split i'm uh, sorry with this ability the sonic may induce his will induce his will that's Arr. that's 
phrasing, uh, will upon another through the power of suggestion. This subversive mental attack requires eye contact and verbal suggestion. You have to talk to them. They, you know, you have to get eye contact and they have to be able to hear you to for you to place this suggestion. In their Look me in the eye. There you go. They, of course, get a save. Range of three meters. ISP two per suggestion. The verbal suggestion should be weaved into the conversation and take the form of a simple request. Help us find our friend, be a friend, show me where you feel ill, you are sleepy, blah, 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 stuff like that. You can't like can't say kill yourself or kill your mom or anything like that. No, it doesn't work. Uh -huh. it, the, the, these are... I don't see that in the rules. I know, I know, but <laughs> there, there, there is no game master who's going to lie to do something dumb like that, with, especially with a, with a level one psionic ability. So right. no, I'm a with good you, 100%. rule of thumb for hypnotic suggestion. If it's possible to convince someone through in through interrogation or conversation or any other skill to do something, you can do it with hypnotic suggestion faster and easier. Yep. If you probably can't talk someone into killing themselves if they weren't now if that person's already on the premises, uh, yeah. Oh yeah, my god, yeah. did I say premises? There, then you know precipice. There are laws. You're probably going to go to jail. Well, not, you know, there, there are mechanoids here, so laws don't. Let really me go up there and help. Heathen dog, you don't want to jump. You want to really jump. Ah! <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I tried to stop him. <laughs> but you know, the ISP is cheap. It's two per implantation, per suggestion. So you suggest to someone that, hey, you want to be my friend? Okay. Great. Duration is unknown. It says unknown. Because it's open-ended. It depends on lots of factors. There, uh, I'm, I'm sure later on there are psionics to get rid of or cleanse, uh, you know, suggestions. I mean, it's and, not a full-on charm. It's like you're no. just convincing something like, hey, let's be friends. And the person has no reason like, you know, yeah, let's be friends. Yeah, it's, uh, you know. Unless you betray him later on. And then no longer friends, or it or it could be situational, where you know help me get in get into this uh, back room. Chat is funny, okay. and you help me help to get the back room, and now it's gone because the task was the suggestion was completed. Be my friend. That that suggestion can't be completed, so there's no time limit. <laughs> Chat is weird. <laughs> oh, you guys are awesome. All right, and then uh, we can move on to. Uh, level two psionics. Okay. Yeah, let's do that because uh, rovers and mechanoids are going to take a while. Yeah. Uh, bioregeneration, commune with spirits. Don't get that. Death oh. trance. Eh, could be good. Spontaneous Empathy. combustion. Boom. Spontaneous yes. Combustion. Let me. Yeah. Uh, slow metabolism, resist hunger, resist fire. You know, level one resists cold and resists fatigue. Now we have hunger and fire. Night vision, mind block. Mind block is important. I'm going to, I'm definitely going to hit on that. Limited okay. telekinesis, limited telepathy, levitate. Okay, first we're going to go on bioregeneration because damage in this game is hardcore. And anything that you can heal damage for is, is awesome. So let's look at bio, bioregeneration. Duration is permanent. Obviously, you're healing. You're not going to like lose focus and suddenly your wound's going to reopen. It's going to be crap. ISP is eight. That is, that is big. It's high. That's high. It's high. That is a big cost because this is a permanent effect. This ability used yeah. by socks to mentally heal themselves of disease or physical damage, burns, cuts, poison, etc. Unfortunately, this ability is limited to the healing of oneself and not others. That's an important, yes. It's yes. important for later on, yes. 
because the amount of concentration required, it takes a full 20 minutes to successfully bioregenerate. Note, this I is like not that to actually regenerate missing limb or body parts, but does restore 2d12 hit points. So it's 2d6 hit points every 20 minutes. Which I like the use of this. I really do. Because normal regeneration is butt, butt ass slow. It's just, it's just slow. But as slow. That's but my new. Slow. That's my new saying. Okay, commune with spirit. You can suck it. Not touching that. Uh, mind block. Where is it? Mind block. Under mind M. block is important. Now this is important oh, because yeah, where is all it? of your enemies are psionic. All the mechanoids are psionic. Are they a physical psionic or are they a mental psionic? You're not going to know until they invade your mind. Mind block allows them to not invade your mind ever. There, there's a downside, but here we go. The mind block is a mental wall that prevents the penetration of telepathy, empathy, sense, good and evil, detect psionics. Although it, the use of mind block usually indicates psionic ability. That's true. It's fair. It can be a valuable protective mask <laughs> when dealing with other psionics. Now, the problem with this, it doesn't say, but it is a two-way street. All right. If you put a wall up on a two-way street, psionics can't go either way. So when you have a mind block active, you can't use your psionics either. But no one can use mental psionics on you. Oh, you are it, so it, it doesn't say that. Um, it doesn't say that, but... I, I, uh, I, I feel what you're saying makes perfect sense. I agree with that ruling. What do you say to uh, to Game Masters? Well, it doesn't say it in there, so I'm not going to stop the character well, from no, being it, able it to... It does say it just in a roundabout way. It's the first sentence. The mind block is a mental wall that prevents the penetration of telepathy, empathy, sense good or evil. Well, that's and a one-way penetration. Now, it's a wall that prevents penetration. It doesn't say that you can or cannot use sonics as well, but if you put up a wall in between your mind and the outside world, like I said, I agree with your reading of that. I'm just saying I could see a lot of people saying, no, yeah, no, no, the wall, wall, the wall is only wall. one way. You know? <laughs> I get it. I get it. But later on in when when uh, when the uh, Palladium system matures, they they actually sure. say that out loud because playtesting, it came up a lot. And <laughs> yeah. the meaning behind it was that when you have a mind block up, you are immune to mental psionic and, and mental psionics and detection, but you are also unable to use psionics yourself so this question i do want i want asked to you what's that um oh my god i have to find it over here oh there you go Boop. they are the same they are exactly the same the only difference in the rifts mechanoids is that they are converted to mdc but everything else is exactly the same they, they have the same looking uh metal bodies they have the same personalities they have the same psionic powers that well they have expanded sonic powers because, you know, sonic powers expanded through the years, but they have the same basic, you know, mentalities and, and proclivities and all that stuff. They are the same except MDC. I don't, I feel like this is the most random comment of the day. Where did that come from? What? <laughs> okay, there we go. Um, that is now permanently and forever on the internet. Somebody in the comments two years from now will uh, we'll respond we'll, to we'll that and that. say... Yeah. <laughs> Spontaneous combustion because Max was so hyped on it. We got to talk about yeah, it. Boom. The pyrotechnic ability enables the psionic to manipulate any combustible material to ignite. Spontaneous combustion creates only the spark to start a fire and not a roaring Aww. wall of flame. Remember, the combustible material must be present to burn, whether it be as dry grass or frayed electrical wires. So you can't cause water to go on fire. You can't cause a person's skin to go on fire. You'll just 
it'll be a little spark, but people aren't naturally combustible, so it's just gonna go out. <laughs> I'll lay it on his asshole. That'll light. If if he farts, then he's in trouble. <laughs> but if he doesn't, if he holds it in like like a big boy, then uh, he'll be fine. I want spontaneous self-immolation. Basically, spontaneous combustion is for getting rid of evidence and starting campfires. Yeah, fair, yeah. And you know what? That starting campfires is very important when you're out in the wilderness yes. in these conditions as well. That is true. But I wouldn't get this for this game because don't. Okay, so level three. This is the highest level of psionics in this game. Uh, we have extended telepathy, mental bolt of force, precognition, see the invisible, teleport object, turn invisible, evil eye. A through H. You get to choose which version of the evil eye you use. Yeah. A lot of it. <laughs> the evil eye is the most versatile power in this sonic power in this book. Could could these be all the power words? Hmm. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Basically, yeah. And we will we will look over evil eye, but we'll do one other. And this one's going to be uh something <laughs> so don't do giga damage. Teleport object. Okay. There it is. Uh, touch or two meters away. You don't have to be touching it, but it has to be within six or so feet of you. This is the ability to cause a physical matter to disappear and reappear in a different location. Duh, it's teleportation. Such teleportation is limited by the experience level of performance. I can teleport 4.5 kilograms or 10 pounds per level of experience, a distance of 50 feet per level of experience. This means that a fifth level master psionic could teleport a maximum of 50 pounds, 250 feet. Unfortunately, don't, don't try to teleport yourself because only half of you is going to go. Yeah, well, this is object, so you can't teleport yourself. This okay. is one-way teleportation. Since teleport an object, you must be with, touching it or within two meters. So you can teleport something away. That's basically it. You teleport something away. You don't want this thing to fall in the wrong hands. You teleport it away into a hiding spot or whatever. Now, what it doesn't say is that you have to, it has to be teleported to someplace you can see. Now, I would rule that if you cannot see the place you're teleporting to, you have to have seen it before. Yes. And it has yes. to be within range. I would rule that. And later on, in, in later iterations of Palladium Psionics, it does make that determination. Where Oh, the, the, maybe the one caveat I would make to that, I again, I agree with your ruling. I think I'd do it the same way, is, okay, but you take the risk, 75% chance it's stuck in a wall somewhere. There, Yeah, and later on, it does have rules for that as well. Oh, okay. But Marhawkman says, uh, can you teleport an object to disarm an opponent? Yes. Yes, you can. In this game, teleport object gives no saving throw, which means if someone's trying to stab you with a knife, they come in, they go to stab you, you go that, or you don't really do anything. You just blink like, or wiggle your nose or something, and poof, the knife is gone. It's in your hand now. Yay. <laughs> Got your knife. And they don't get a save. In later iterations of Palladium, if you are holding an object or an object is on your person, the person gets a save to cancel the teleport object. That makes sense. But, it, but in this, there is no, it just says saving throw none. Something tells me there are a lot of house rules to this game. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do like this last part, or I, I sh like, I should say, I do find this last part interesting. Oh, the personal possession belong to the Sonic for at least two years, may be teleported back a 46% chance that you can teleport something back to you as long as it's of... Two years seems pretty weird. Significance. 
like in Earth Dawn, everything was a you know a year and a day, but that was because of how the game was built. This mm. just seems kind of random. Like I don't know how long should it be before somebody could bring it back. Yeah, two years. Nobody, nobody's going to keep an object for two years, so yeah. we don't have to worry about this. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. And now we'll go to the evil eye because that one has the most uh, dramatic effect. Uh, the duration and ISP vary depending on what power of the evil eye you are using, but there are eight types of evil eye affecting a different part of the brain. Each affects only one person or creature per attack. Now, if you get the evil eye power, you have access to all of these. You can only use them one at a time but you can choose which one of these effects you want to use. First one is despair. Duration is 2d6 melees, which is 2d6 uh, rounds, basically. Um, ISP cost is 10. Now what this does, the afflicted person will be prone to surrender. 40% chance they'll just immediately surrender. Or attack Turns into the robot from, uh, they don't. from uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Open yeah. the door, close the door. And you can automatically <laughs> extend a successful uh, Evil Eye Despair by spending 10 more ISP and you roll another 2d6. The saving throw is standard, non-psionics roll a 15, minor major roll a 13, master roll a 10 or higher. All right, but if they failed that initial saving throw and you want to extend the duration of the Despair, you just spend 10 points and roll 2d6. You've already gotten in their head, you mm -hmm. just want to stay there. Paralysis, again, 2d6, ISP cost is 10. Causes uh, your the arms and legs to cease to function. Arms and legs. You are now quadriplegic. Have fun. Duration can be extended, the, the same as uh, despair. Spend the 10 points. If they fail their first saving throw, you're already in their head. You just pay for it. Now, this is not, this is not going to be helpful against mechanoids. Mechanoids don't have arms and legs. They're little. They're little Dalek goo things in the middle of a. a... Would it stop them from power uh, from controlling the robot armor? No, that's all. That's all connected by their mind. Okay, so they have so biomechanics. They yeah, so okay. they all have. They all have telemechanics. So that's all it works. Stun. It. This is useful. Two d six again. Cost of ten. Victims of the stun, if they fail their saving throw, will forfeit one attack and hit and dodge at minus four per on, on all rolls. So they lose one attack. If they only had one attack, they lose all attacks. If they have more than one, if, if they're doing attacking or dodging, everything else they do is at minus four to their roll. So even if they're not completely stunned, they are slowed. They are rattled. They are imprecise. They are uh, jittery. This is the Parkinson's. same. Is this the same rule that stun is now? Or for uh, one I, attack, and yeah, uh, I think it, now it also includes parry. I think it's like yeah. all combat abilities, but yeah. uh, they didn't have parry yet here. Uh, sleep. This one's cool. They go into a sound, almost catatonic slumber. They can be awoken, but you know you have to really want it. You have to shake them. Hey, wake up! Shake them, shake them. You know, most loud noises won't do it. Giant explosions probably will, but they they go to sleep for two d six rounds, and during that two d six rounds, they. They don't wake up unless you really want them to. Our chat is getting weird. <laughs> oh, joke's on you. My character's already quad. All right. Did you Fair see enough. the first one? Teleport the object. Yeah, no. Pants. No. Uh, okay. No. <laughs> All right. That's weird. Then we have fear. All of these, you know, 2d6 
ISP 10, blind is 14, pain is 18. This is why. This is why pain costs so much. This attack sends the victim reeling in agony, inflicting terrible pain shooting throughout the body. The victim attacks and dodges at minus six, as well as taking one point of damage, hit points, each each melee oh, wow. they are affected. Wow. Okay. I didn't see that coming. Yes. Because you are literally setting every nerve on their body on fire. Not literally, figuratively setting all of their nerves on fire. They are in agonizing pain, blinding pain, minus six to everything. Yeah, the minus six in and of itself is pretty... It's pretty disastrous yeah. for, for a low-level character. You're pretty much done at that point. You're just writhing on the floor. Please, God, make it stop. And then the one damage per round. And it lasts, you know, it could last 12 rounds. You could just die. You could just die from it. Speaking of just dying, here's death. This one costs 20. The victim of this vicious assault takes one point of physical damage direct to hit points for every ISP applied. If the minimum 20 is used, the victim takes 20 points of damage. If you, But you're allowed to spend more. The more you spend, the more direct hit point damage this person or, or enemy takes. Now saving throw. A non-psionic suffers 25% damage if he saves versus psionic attack. Minor, major, or master psychics take no damage if they save. So, if you're fighting a non-psychic, even if they save, which is a 15 or higher, they're still going to take a quarter of that damage, which means pumping it could be to your advantage. Because if you just do the regular 20, they're going to take 5. They're either going to take 20, or they're going to take 5. But, if you spend 40... That's a lot of points, though. That's a lot of points, yeah. They're probably just going to fall over dead. I do. I do like. Uh, so I really like that because you kind of do have a death spell here, you know, so to yeah. speak. Die, die, die. But it only has one round, maybe two in the chamber. Yep. And then you're done. All right. And that is the that is the overview of Psionics. Now, oh, yeah. Like and subscribe. Yeah, sure. Psionics. Love it. <laughs> there you go. And now we get into weapons. Yay. These are, these are the colony weapons. These are the human weapons, not the not the mechanoid weapons. These are the human ones. And I'm gonna, I'll let you take this one. All right. So colony weapons. Gideon E, I hope that's how you're supposed to pronounce it. It seems like it is. Uh, was a peaceful colonization operation not prepared for a full military confrontation. Consequently, many weapons, particularly assault rifles, or assault vehicles, wow, see, I already can't read, are limited in scope and magnitude. Great. You gave me a lower reason to say this is why you don't just get outfitted with the best tanks. Thank you. Right. Like defense troops, uh, like, like defense troops are also minimal. I don't know how to read that sentence. I hope I did it right. That was like defense troops. Uh, remember, the colonies have only just been attacked and are gearing up for defense and retaliation. This is the beginning of the campaign, so to speak. This means they have only begun to manufacture weapons and armor, new and old, and refitting existing machines, like their non-combat hovercraft for battle. All right, important notes for energy weapons lasers plasmas whatever else they have in here these right. weapons are limited to those listed okay automatic weapons have not been used for centuries are considered obsolete and will not be manufactured you know what this reminds me of what's that this reminds me of drink the earth dawn adventure tear in the skies where it tells the players or the game master no the players do not get to invent a parachute it would not be thought of in this world because there's too much magic. There's too much like it's it's a it's a future invention. 
Nobody needs it. You between elemental air and sky raiders who can just fall from the sky. Nobody would ever think of making a parachute. The players don't get to do it. But in tw the 20th century, shut up. That's what this reminds me of. So I'm glad it's here because, uh, yeah, recharging of energy. Uh, sorry, recharging of weapon energy clips. Is this before he copyrighted <laughs> copyright Eclip thing? You know, he owns that or trademark. He owns the trademark for Eclip. Uh, recharging of weapon energy clips can be done only at the home base. For this reason, extra energy clips are carried into combat. It takes one melee round. Wow, a whole round? It takes 15 seconds? No, it takes a minute? Because remember, this was back yeah, when there's a, a minute. minute. Yeah. It takes a minute? To... <laughs> wow, okay. Hey. All energy weapons, except the fusion torch and ex uh, experimental weapons, have built-in safety mechanisms. <laughs> We talked about this last week. The experiment. What was that character? The the one that could be. Uh, yeah. The, like, yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the R and D um, guy. I forget the name of it. Yeah. Yeah. I forget <laughs> like, the name of it too. But yeah, they're they're allowed to carry experimental weapons, which is not always a great thing. Yeah. Have built in safety mechanisms and cannot overload or explode. Okay. So you can't do the Star Trek thing. No. Uh, no. Recharging of weapons either. takes four hours. Jesus. I, it's, again, I like these limitations. It's like you got these powerful weapons, but uh, the term charges means how many blasts can be fired from a vehicle or how many blasts can be fired per energy clip in handheld weapons. When all charges, energy blasts are used up, the old E clip, oh, there we go, can be removed and new charge clip inserted. All right. So, what do we have here? Let's just look at a couple. Let's look at the simple blaster and then we'll pick a heavy one. Sound good? You have 14 charges per E-clip. Pre-clip. <laughs> I can't help it. Uh, 2D12 plus so 2D6 plus 2 damage at a range of 300 meters for a pistol? I mean, yeah, I, it's I a, fair. It's, it's a blaster it's, pistol. It's laser. So, yeah. it, you know. Okay. Yeah, there, I mean, I get no that. Drop, you know? Lasers there, disperse, no but that's getting too technical. Um this handgun is a common sidearm. Perhaps the most attractive feature is its rapid firing capability. The SP-14 can discharge up to seven blasts per melee. Wow. After all 14 charges are expended, the blaster must be recharged or a new energy clip inserted. Roll six-sided die to determine damage. Okay, so it only does one... Wait, roll six-sided dice. All right. Um, yes. That... that. <laughs> Never mind. Remember, it's his first... <laughs> First. Yeah, it's his first time. But you can fire seven times per per melee. That's that's bonkers. So with without there being rules for that, and there might be in a little bit. Uh, we haven't got to that part yet. Maybe don't know. Um, how would you handle it as a game master? Because right now you only have what one action per round. Yeah. So do you just say, "All right, Max, you can fire five times if you want. You can fire two times if you want." I mean, do you just well, let the yeah, player? I mean, you, okay. You have to let them choose because they they have to be in control of their charges, right? I mean. It only has 14 charges, so if you do full auto, which is seven seven attacks in one round, you just blew out half your clip, right? So, and, and we know it takes a whole round to re, to put a new clip in, so you're gonna you might want to be judicious with your charges. So you're probably not going to use all seven in in one round, especially round one where you're probably still assessing the situation. Screw that! I'm gonna just start screaming and shooting. Ah! Um, so yeah, but this is the future. This is the future. I want things to recharge faster. No, actually, I don't. No, you don't. <laughs> uh, all right, let's find a bigger. Ooh, look at that plasma projector. That seems pretty cool. Ooh, what about this one? Multiple plasma projector. It's a little Gatling plasma gun. You want? Yeah, wow. let's look at that. Or do you want to look at the particle beam rifle? I'll let you pick. 
Uh, no, no, the the plasma ejector. It sounds great. All right, eight charges. What kind of damage does it do? I don't know. Eight d ten plus one hundred. Wow. Or or sixteen six, one hundred and sixty plus two hundred damage. Yeah. At this so point, you really want to keep. You want to roll dice? <laughs> like, like at this point, it's like it hold on. Got to get all my ten siders out. Or if you only brought one or two to the table because it's percentile based game, you're like hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> oh, I love it. The PE Mark 8 is a multi-firing assault weapon with built-in laser tracking scan and radar for a kilometer radius. Holy crap. Is capable of firing half uh, firing a half load for of four simultaneous blasts or its maximum firepower of eight blasts. These plasma ejections expand as they travel. Oh, it's it's the Romulan uh, plasma. Yep, yep, it's a Romulan plasma torpedo, yep. Yeah, uh, the these plasma ejections expand as they travel to create one massive wall of plasma approximately five meter radius oh my god uh five times two about 50 about 16 17 feet Wait. radius oh no yeah yeah you're right I, I completely also feel like i mapped that one wrong um but yeah so that's like we'll just say 30 feet 35 feet whatever that's <laughs> that's that is a walk ah crap as with all plasma weapons, the firing power is very limited once all eight blast charges have been expended the ejector is useless and another generator is attached oh my god Takes four generator rounds. doesn't look light. This takes four, man, four minutes. Yep. Takes four minutes to do that. Now, to be fair, come on, let's not worry about what a round is a minute. I, I get why it takes four rounds. That's cool. Uh, weighs 93.48 kilograms. Not trying to have exact numbers there or anything, are you? <laughs> 1.3 meter long gun ejector optic. Uh, weighs 8.6 kilograms. Wow, that generator. Look at that generator. Yeah. Okay. That's um. All right, everybody starts with two of these. <laughs> <laughs> but you know you can't carry them. <laughs> so there you go. All right. Um, fusion torches, and they got rules. Oh, this can overload. Ooh. Uh, explosives. All right, we will look at the explosive concentrated fusion blasting cap. Is the most ubiquitous ex uh, explosive oh. in in a lot of the Palladium future games. Got the radius here, tells the damage. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to read through all of this. These are what weapons are. Fusion blocks, as he just said. It's ubiquitous. I, center of blast. Do we really? I don't know. Uh, can't you just say nine? I don't know why that's sticking to my craw, but it is. All right, let's uh, malfunction probability. Projectile, both types explode on impact. X head, what? X head damage? What did I miss? Oh, explosive head. Explosive head damage, uh, scan head. Oh, this is for, I'm sorry, this is for the boar. Never mind. I thought it was going to have to do with this character. I love the 1970s or maybe more like 1950s drawings here. Yeah, it's, it's very Captain Proton. <laughs> yes, it is. Multi arm antagonizer. It just makes you angry. It's a bionic arm. Yeah. It's attached it's to it a backpack to power it. Continual plasma ejector is a built-in weapon. Where, where do you see that? So I'll, I'll look at that. It's, it's it's right next to the picture of dude. Oh, is it? Okay. Uh, built-in weapons and features, right side top. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Uh, oh, I, I, I wasn't seeing this. Okay. Uh, forty-two charge range, nine hundred meters. Uh, forty ten plus four fires once per melee round. Regenerates in ten. Oh, so you fire it once, and then you have to wait. No, no, no. It says charge regenerates in 10 melees. 
but it comes with 42 charges. Mm. See, that backpack recharges the arm. How? It's a, oh, continue. There, here we go. Plasma right. converter, plasma. I mean, I'm, I'm not complaining. I'm just curious. Yeah, continual uh, plasma generator, and it continually recharges the uh, the arm. So effectively, you have 42 free shots, then it turns into call lightning from D&D. &D. Yeah. <laughs> and you get a plus That's, two to hit if you're trained in experimental weapons. It's pretty cool. Has a laser lance. If you want to know more. Armor piercing projectiles. Three of them. Strength uh, is a 32 when activated. Punches inflict four to, to 24 <laughs> plus six damage. Dog's really interested in this. Well, it th this this is the only way that punching means a damn in this game. It's if if you have a bionic arm. I, if you want, we can go through it. I wasn't going to. I was just going to say, hey, you know, we've we've looked at some equipment going on, but we can absolutely talk about it. No, no, no. Uh, and, and of course, it's an experimental weapon, so it can malfunction. You have percentages, uh, every, you know, every time it gets whatever. Uh, whenever you uh, get damaged or exposed to radiation, it can malfunction. All right. Now we can talk about some vehicles. Conversion notes. When using these weapons and combat vehicles with other Palladium RPGs, which obviously didn't exist at this time, and world settings, it's best to reduce the weapon ranges by 50 to 60%. Okay. Adjust to suit the RPG setting. Uh, increase the AR of most vehicles. What's up? Hey Max, now that we're seeing uh, now that you are seeing the damage weapons doing this game, you probably understand why I was traded. No, no, no. So I, I mean, I always understood uh, the the difference. I just didn't see this in the first one. I didn't read it as that. So um, no, I get the difference, and it's actually one of those things that I'm debating in my version whether I'm going to have the difference between AR and natural AR, or if I'm just gonna say screw it for simplicity of play and go natural AR. The problem that I have with that is if you put on a suit of armor and it doesn't have SDC associated, you can never penetrate it. Everything just keeps bouncing off of it. But then again, if I lower the numbers a touch and say that the AR rating is a 12, I kind of don't care. It really only matters when you have something that's like an AR of, you know, 18, <laughs> something like that. So I'm playing around with the concept in my head because, you know, I kind of want to simplify it. At the same time, I get why it's there, so... I just completely read it wrong last episode um, where Heathen Dog corrected me. Completely read it wrong in this game. So. Uh, damage usually listed. Okay, attacks for melee rounds should be equal to the number of hand-to-hand -hand attacks of the pilot or gunner. Oh, do they get extra attacks in this one? Did I miss that? I Probably. Thought, they, you know, they, they could get more attacks as they go up in level. For some reason, I thought it, we read it was just one, but I... I <laughs> I got so many rules floating around my head right now. All right, let's look at. Do we want to look at the flying gun that looks like the space? Is that a space shuttle? Orbital space? <laughs> it yes, looks it like is. a lander. That looks stupid. Well, no, I'm talking about this one up here first. They actually have the space shuttle. Yeah, and that is the orbital space shuttle. Yeah. Uh, the hovercraft scout. Let's pick one to look at. Modified hover transport. Looks like a bullet. Just throw that thing and go. Hover jet fighter. Okay. Uh. Oh, dreadnought. Let's let's look at the dreadnought. The experimental dreadnought. Ooh, look at that. It's a uh, it's a converted it shuttle. Yeah, it does look like that. All right, the dreadnought is a reconstructed orbital shuttle with how a uh, grover. God, literacy. It's my friend. With ground hover capabilities, this hover ability has been the least successful. Of, uh oh. 
<laughs> do you want one of these when it already is written in there? It's the least successful of all the modifications. The shuttle is not designed for ground or normal atmospheric flight and is limited in speed maneuverability. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, maximum airspeed is 210 kilometers per hour. The cargo bay has been refitted with a very mobile particle beam turret similar to those found on the plasma tank. The cargo bay has also been reinforced for combat conditions. The shuttle's nose has two long-range lasers built into it. They're able to fire twice per melee. 20 charges each. Range, 2.2 kilometers. Damage, ah, 60, uh, 5d6, no, yeah, 5d6. The main particle beam cargo turret has two rotary guns capable of firing twice per melee. There you go. There's the main. There's a secondary. Looks like it's going to shoot itself. That's probably not a good idea. No. Uh, I know it's just in packing mode. God, every time you say stuff like that, somebody puts a comment. Can't you see that it's actually... Uh, yes, yes, I can. Uh, da, 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 damage 770. Near miss or nick. Oh, what is that? We'll have to get to that. And 7 to 70 plus 25 for a direct hit. Double damage roll on a natural 20. Roll separately for each gun. Wow. Okay. Uh, Secondary particle beam turrets. Yep. Uh, full scanning capabilities. Truly unique. Uh, okay. So what is this? The truly unique aspect of the dreadnought is the ILRM oh. intelligent limited range missiles. These intelligent uh, robots are capable of high mobility plus four dodge and have high strike record of eighty nine percent plus four to hit. They're capable of high and low altitude flight and can achieve maximum speed of 1,800 kilometers per hour. So a lot faster than the ship itself. Yep. If the target is well, beyond... The, what's in that? The air. In, what's in that? the atmosphere. Yes, yes. Can it go into space still? Yes, probably. Even with all that nonsense? Okay. Most likely. If the target is beyond the striking range, the ILRMs will land and wait until a programmed target comes into range. Like, we're just hanging wow. out, smoking cigarettes, like... Ah, sure. oh, dude, down. there's one. Yeah. <laughs> uh... Limited infrared, ultraviolet radio wave, and microwave scanning radar. 40 kilometer radius, that's it. Impact has 110 points of damage. Wow. Maximum so you can lay these in weight. Yeah, they're like mines. Yeah. <laughs> they're like 40 kilometer radius mines. Yeah. Uh, radar encompasses a maximum field of 40 kilometers. Okay. Uh, available. There's a lot of chat going on. I will get to it in a moment. Dread attacks per melee. Total 8 plus ILRM. Oh, so, you know, 16? Laser two, main two, secondary turrets two each. Yep. All weapons have 30 charges each. Okay. All right. Uh, and you can see all the rest of this here. Wait, what? There's an AR of 11. I mean, that's good. Um, I, I don't, I don't want to ride on anything that's two-wheeled. <laughs> two-wheeled wide, that's... But it's the Rosenstein land buggy. It's all the rage. Things could be wobbling up and <laughs> no, it's got a gyro stabilizer. It's high yeah, tech, fair. man. It's the future. Fair. Oh, but they can't charge weapons faster than four hours. <laughs> Not complaining. Hover plasma tank. Think uh think by this point he's like, oh my god, I gotta get my book out. Let's just scribble this art in. All right, now we're on to planet Gideon E. Uh, you want to take back over again? Or let's look okay. at chat first. Let's look at chat first. All right, go ahead. Uh I have to write this down. I'm going to try to stamp uh, timestamp some of this. Okay. What I miss in chat? Uh, Violent Souls, everything's probably still talking to me. Uh, okay. You definitely see how Kevin S never left the 80s in game design, right? Yeah, but uh, there's very little wrong with the design of the game. I think I was uh, talking to Total Party Skills. He did a reaction video to being on our, um, uh, the Friday Night Chill stream. 
And one of the things I want to make very clear out there, I don't dislike this game. In fact, we did a reaction video was like a year and a half ago about somebody who's like, oh, Palladium's too complicated, blah, 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 do the Savage World edition. We kind of lit that guy up. Who's that, the, the board game captain, or is that, or is that a different, whatever. Um, I, I'm a fan of the Palladium system. The two things that I don't like about it is uh, I think the books are written poorly, and you can find part of a rule here, part of a rule there, part of a rule here. Yeah. Uh, let's consolidate some of that as well, number okay, one. Not written, constructed poorly. Constructed, constructed, yeah, lay, lay, lay out, laid out poorly. Yeah. Because as uh, some of you have said in chat, it's a lot of cut and paste instead of writing. And you know what? After going through the fiascos I'm going through right now, I think I understand why. <laughs> but, uh, and then I think that some, uh, my other problem, Heathen Dogs heard me say this before, is I wish there was more consistency between the game settings. Since it's supposed to be a multiverse, I don't like that one, we'll just call it sci-fi setting. I just go with it. Has computer at 60 plus four. The next one has computer at 50 plus three. And the next one has computer at 70 plus two. You know, it's like, I wish all those, I just wish there was one rule. So it's like, well, if I'm taking it from this book, I get 60 plus four. But if I'm taking it from this book, there are ways around that, obviously. You know, but uh, you know, just little things like that. But the general system of roll percentile dice and roll low for skills and roll a d20, add your you know, a strike bonus to go roll high, I think is nice and simple. In fact, Heathen Dog doesn't like one of the changes that I, that I made, and I did it for consistency's sake only uh, in how I am currently treating armor factor in my game. Uh, and I, I get where he's coming from. But I think part of that is because we have the Palladium system. It works. It works very well. I think it works very well. Uh, I shouldn't say you didn't like it. You just weren't a fan of it. Yeah, um, it's fine. Uh, grammar's not the... Yeah, well, in this first one... For, let me put this up on the screen because this is a perfect example. In this first one, I don't have a problem with it. I, I laugh about it because we went over last week the process he had to go through to get this game out. He basically had to gigolo himself out to to get this yeah. book even even printed, and and then it was in a pamphlet form, right? So today yeah. there are no excuses, and I'll light no. you up for it. You're you're a full on publishing house. You've been around too long, so uh, that's the big difference. Oh my god, to Max. Oh, I said if I. Oh, apparently I'm about to have. So if I disappear, you know why? Okay. So. Uh, uh was it even Dar the Darthik is right you know the the different starting percentage of skills make yeah. make sense per in the setting yes and and heathen dog has tried to convince me of that as well i don't i don't disagree with that oh you already turned up okay uh i don't disagree with that my my problem is either call the universal setting or have a a good blanket rule that says look if your character comes from here you use where the character come from or or let's flip that around when playing in this setting, that's what you use. Pick, just pick one or the other because I've seen game masters, well, or players, become confused with that or try to finagle like, no, 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 I should get the higher skill, not the lower one. I know it's the setting, but my character is more appropriate. Like, no. And uh, that's just part of the problems of having a, a multiverse, which is good. I love the Palladium multiverse. Oh. All right. Okay. All right. Planet Gideon E. Let me drink some water. My lips are getting right. Gideon E is a fascinating planet because it is almost a twin of earth it is actually one of four satellites moons orbiting a gigantic liquid planet alva the diameter of gideon e is eleven thousand nine hundred eighty-seven kilometers blah 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 the core is composed of nickel and iron just like earth geological probes have revealed large deposits of fossil fuels coal oil natural Yay! gas yeah additional probes were expected to uncover even more such deposits but you know they got sidetracked because of all the mechanoids 
Oh, uh, the temperature is presently 25% higher than Earth's and is increasing annually. The temperature has risen 23 degrees in the last 120 years. This is attributed to the dense atmosphere, which traps incoming solar radiation and prevents heat from dissipating into space. It was feared that this greenhouse effect would lead to eventual evacuation, turned into Venus, of the planet and has become increasingly inhospitable for human life. Some geologists Fake news. That <laughs> Some geologists believe that Gideon E was an ice-laden world as recently as two and a half million years ago until something radically altered its atmosphere. However, Human intervention. We break everything. Okay. However, a growing number of scientists <laughs> feel that the present greenhouse effect may not be the result of natural phenomena. The atmosphere's condition is reminiscent of Earth's past problems with industrial pollution and the deterioration of the ozone layer. Remember, this is written, what, 70, no, 882, 81, 82? Hello. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, 81. Sorry, I was reading 81. some of the uh, the messages from Violent Cells Everything that I missed, and I actually I like what he wrote in there. So Violent okay. Cells Everything, I did read it. I like it. We're just going to continue on okay. here, though. The atmosphere is primarily composed of carbon dioxide, oxygen, nitrogen, blah blah. blah no normal crap. Uh, first explored by the infamous Gideon expedition, which was later infamous, which was later used by the estranged Colonel A. E. Gideon when he turned. Oh, when he turned renegade. Oh. Does that Despite remind? Do you know when I hear that name? That makes me think of that Colonel, that Colonel Green from Star Trek. Yep. Yep. Despite the increasing temperature, the satellite planet proved stable and fairly suitable for colonization. 14 colonies slash cities were established over the last 120 years. Surface varies from arid mountains to deserts to vast grasslands or tropical subtropical jungles. Vast dusty deserts and shriveled grasslands have replaced the prairies and lowlands. Black twisted husks claw at the sky a grim mockery of the lush, lush jungles that once flourished there because of the greenhouse uh greenhouse effect and it goes on about the ecological imbalance and we got we have uh we have the sand beetle larva which gross. hopefully hopefully Khan doesn't get a hold of <laughs> it's gross it's gross how big are how big is this thing oh my god it's 1.2 meters long that thing's like four feet long yeah four feet <laughs> Crazy. wow dude look at that stinger i know right i'm out if i see that thing i'm out i'm like nope <laughs> other planet next planet uh, yeah one exactly anybody who doesn't know damage and sucks three hit points each additional melee so they're giant flightless mosquitoes oh that's right this game only uses hit points i, I i'm thinking like oh my god but yeah um was it one larva okay this what is this that that's that's inside a mechanoid that's, that's gross. What it looks like on the inside. I don't know why that's there. I don't know. It's gross. It's all gross. Everything's gross. Nice little map. One of the things that Palladium's always been good at from the beginning, I love the lore of the worlds. Uh, this one's a little iffy, but again, first game, first game, first game. Uh, and the maps are always amazing. At least I think they are. Yeah. Natural, Natural look at gas that. reserves. Right. Um, other fossil oh, fuels. Yep. Now, major mechanoid bases, destroyed colonies, existing colonies. How many existing? We got one. Really? Two. I see two existing colonies. Uh, no, three. There's, three, there's four. one. Four. Where's the other one? I see one there, here. There, there's two in Canada, northern Canada. Canada. No, go down. One, yeah, two, that's that's the that's the one. only one I saw. Nope, go to the right. Oh, there's one. Okay. Nope, you missed it. Where the hell did I miss it? Go go to the one in Canada where the big one. 
I'm here. Go to the right one inch. That's not one inch. I I don't I do not see another circle here. <laughs> it's right there. Oh, this thing? There you go. It is a circle. That's part of the map. Nope. It, it, no, you're, there, you're it's right. no you're, other part of the I, map. You're, you're right. That looks like that. <laughs> well, then there's so one there, right there here too. Four India. Colonies. I count four. Yep, I see India. So one, two, three, four. Yep. The rest of them are destroyed or just mechanoids. I couldn't see this. I still can't see this when I'm looking at it. Ah. All right. Chronological sequence of the mechanoid invasion. So appearance of unidentified extraterrestrials on the outer edge of the Galavetti, the Galavetti galaxy. Contact with space station Alpha Q lost. Attempt at radio communications is futile with the aliens. Uh, observations intensified. Getting E placed on yellow alert. He placed a whole plan on yellow alert. Aliens orbit Thalos, the largest of Giddy E's sister satellites. Already communications with aliens, negative. SOS continually sent to Intergalactic Federation. Oh, there's a Federation? Oh, there's a Federation? Okay. <laughs> I was like, wow, okay, great. That might have been nice to know last week. Uh, immense spacecraft about the size of Earth's North... North America. The whole continent. How, okay. How many planets were stripped mined in the making of that? Lots. <laughs> Uh, Thalos is broken down into fragments gathered and removed. Yeah, it's stupid mines in the like, stupid. Eh, get rid of that movie. That's the Thunder Barbar uh, Barbarian, this thing over here. <laughs> Process repeated on mile five. Radio interference may have prevented SOS from reaching IF. All communication satellites destroyed by aliens. Yeah, they were going to let you sure. get that out. Uh, stupid. Everybody's censoring everybody. What's wrong with them? Invasion divided into two sections. One prepares uh, the destruction of Aliapox. Well, I like all poxes destroyed. And the second prepares uh, the destruction of Gideon E. Oh, that's where I live. Gideon E is placed on battle alert. I guess that's different than uh, yellow alert. Evacuation. You know what? Uh, stop right there. This is bullshit. After after the other moons in your sky start getting eaten by aliens, you're not at battle alert yet. The fuck is wrong with you? Well, if you're not leaving, because the ultimately you don't have to land. The ship is the size of North yeah, America. It has its own land. gravity. <laughs> All right. First wave, or you start fighting them now. Yeah, a first wave alien attack staved off. Second wave alien attack is devastating. Defenses crumble. Really? <laughs> you didn't okay. see that coming? Property loss. Well, I'm sorry, I lost my yard. <laughs> I know it's machines. Human casualties, thirty nine percent. Evacuation to mountains and tunnels, eighty two percent successful. Sorry for the other eighteen. It was nice knowing you. Hope we remember your names. Faint radio communique received by the original Gideon colony. The IF is aware of the situation. Eh, at least in part. Six months to the IF intervention. Okay, aliens now classed as mechanoids. Cyber mechanoids. Cybernetic in nature. Mechanoids begin defoliation. <laughs> ah, let's just go. Uh, not not, not last six months. Agent Orange, this thing. <laughs> and it's effective, Agent Orange, too. 98.5% oh. vegetation gone. Wow. But only well, animal, 74% animal casualties? How? Because animals... Well, uh, no, they, be, you know. because they don't have anything to eat. The whole food chain is destroyed. Because no, that's what I'm saying. Plants. This should be almost as high as that. Well, no, that's now. It, it takes time for it to ripple through. So but it all happened yesterday? How time has passed between the defoliation and, you know immediate and long-term animal casualties right all right current situation earth colonies temporarily located in the mountains and tunnels so north korea uh the original gideon colony has begun manufacturing defense weapons all right total ecological imbalance this is yeah. not an imbalance this is gone this is destroyed yeah the planet's <laughs> the planet's done increased hostility of environment you think no 
<laughs> increased hostility of rovers, which we're going to get to next, and decreased number of activity of the mechanoids. By the way, today's episode might be a bit long because we've got to go over the uh, the rovers and the mechanoids, but it's to keep us to four weeks. After after today, these will hopefully shorten a little bit because we're going to skip a lot of sections. We're still in the first book. We're still learning about the game. We're still bringing it to you. After this, it's a lot of rinse repeat with some changes. So, uh, do you know who the rovers are? No. Do you want to know who the rovers are? They're, they're the aliens who I think they're the ones who give out the pseudo magical abilities or something. I'm not sure. Do you want me to do rovers or you to do rovers? I'll do rovers. But okay. I I want to I want to look at the at the current situation for a second because some okay. of this is ridiculous. Uh, decrease the number of activity mechanoids. Estimated number of mechanoid bases fifteen. Estimated number of mechanoids over hundred thousand. Five months till the federation comes. Okay. Objective one: delay mechanoid operations till help can arrive. Five <laughs> months. That that's a pipe dream, man. That's not happening. Objective one failed. Objective two, gather as much data on the mechanoids as possible for further defense. You know what? That is possible. Gather as much data, shoot it off into several directions into space. They can't get them all. The IF will hit one of them and they'll know what they're up against. They'll probably turn around, to be fair. So two is doable, but that's not helping anybody. Three, enlist. Rover tribes in subversive activities to undermine invaders. Okay, uh, become a guerrilla warfare guy. Okay. That's, well, that's yeah, but if they can die. destroy planets, yeah, is that going to help die. you? <laughs> you're still going to die. But at least you but could feel like you fighting. did something. Yeah. Look, I'm helping. Uh, alternative to pirate away a mechanoid vehicle and effect escape. That is really the only alternative that, oh, wow. that could possibly have you live because the planet you're on is dying. Even if the mechanoids left right now, dying, the planet you're on gets it, dead. Okay, it's dead. <laughs> It just, it just hasn't fallen down dead yet, but it's dead. So you're going to die if you don't get off the planet. Do you if remember last week? Today, in five months, you'll all be dead. Anyway, when the Federation Remember last week when, when people said that they read this and they're like, well, why would anybody want to play this? There's no hope. Remember that was one of the complaints yeah. about the game? Yeah. I think we found that part. Yeah. Because <laughs> found- the only possible... The only alternative, not the possible, the only viable alternative for survival is to steal a mechanoid ship and run away. That's it. That's all. So guess what? That's what we're going to do. All right, let's see if we can whip through the rovers pretty quick. There are a couple of really important paragraphs in here, though. Uh, but let's see if we can whip through these pretty quickly. Oh, you want me to do it? I got it. Okay. Uh, rovers are humanoids discovered on the orig- by the original Gideon expedition. Uh, they've always been hostile toward the colonies, allowing only the most superficial relations to be established. Rovers are an arrogant people steeped in superstition, tribal ritual, and mysticism. The mysticism is rooted in psionic abilities, which are much more pronounced and developed than most Earth espers. It seems that all rovers possess some degree of psionic powers. Okay, so we have another psionic race that doesn't like you. Awesome. <laughs> in many ways, the rovers are a tribe of thieves stealing anything they need to... Oh, no, they're they're space gypsies. Oh my God. You said it. You I said, said it. it, but this is what, the, this is what he was talking about. He's talking about psychic space gypsies. With <laughs> that PSGs. Yep. As part of their thieving philosophy, rovers <laughs> seldom kill their victims. The concept here is that if you kill an easy mark, the victim will never be victimized again. But if you allow an idiot to live, he'll just give you more food tomorrow. I get it. That's fine. <laughs> Is this like some uh, sort of Mad Max thing? 
you know, you, you let the weak live to gather, gather resources from the strong, and then you rob them again. That's basically it. Another aspect of the rovers. Perhaps the most startling fact about this primitive people is that they are not native to Gideon E. How they came here is a mystery. No one knows. Physiologically, the rovers are among the few known extraterrestrial life forms similar to humans. Of course, there are several physical distinctions between the two races. Rovers tend to be very pale, almost stark white in complexion, and have 87% less body hair than humans. And they're lanky and tall and blah, blah, blah. They're whatever. They're, 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 human, they're human adjacent. So let's look at the psionics. Uh, the shaman. Hey, uh, hey, 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 oh, hey. <laughs> what is yep, wrong with I, you? I love it. <laughs> I did it. Uh, while the rover's brain is larger than the human brain by 34%, this in itself does not explain the apparent paranormal abilities. What so the Telosians. It has been gathered from these uncooperative people. It is believed that every rover has some psionic ability. Observed abilities include telepathy, telekinesis, biological manipulation, hypnosis, bioregeneration, and laying of hands. <laughs> Wait, does you say bioregeneration? Mine says big regeneration. Oh, shit, it does say big regeneration. Okay, that's a typo. It meant bioregeneration. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. I, I think it's funny, like, oh, we got the big regeneration. <laughs> <laughs> big. <laughs> I gotta do that. <laughs> he come with thunderstick and big regeneration. Big thunderstick, yes. We're uh, going to hell. Shaman looks like a, an alien OCC, uh, mainly, uh, mainly about psionics. Um but it doesn't actually tell you anything about it. it just says uh, how you're going to how you're going to run into them, what kind of sonic level they are, blah blah blah, what kind of weapons they're going to have, uh, rover tribes and notable leaders. They look no. Scroll down. Scroll down. Yep. It, it gets worse. Well, I, I want to just let people see what's on the screen. I'm not going to read it, but I just want people to see what's on the screen. Look at this guy. <laughs> Look at that fool. You can't you can't trust someone who looks like that. Shit eating grin already. Yeah, exactly. He's just thinking about all the all the things he's gonna do with the money you have in your pockets. <laughs> Hat in your pocket. Hat in your pocket. There you go. Black Fist tribe, the Red Jizz tribe, whatever. It doesn't matter. Don't care. Uh the, the they're gonna be just as dead as you are in five yeah. months when the Federation comes. They're gonna be just as dead as you. So don't oh you can play one tribe. Whatever. Rovers as character class. This is optional. Optional. Very optional. Highlight that in yellow or something. <laughs> yeah. At minimum, you are going to be a minor psionic. One through 70%. Okay. Great. Uh, tribal so, origins. Well, I, I, can, can we stop for just a second? Because yeah. this came up in a bunch of comments. What's that? Last week, I said that most of the Palladium games that I was in, mm -hmm. people have roll 46 re-roll ones. And I can tell you that is true. But almost all the replies, they were like, that's stupid. Because aliens, you know, they're, they're the ones who have di different D numbers because they're st stronger or weaker than humans. Exactly. Yeah. I 100% agree with everybody who said that. I couldn't agree with you more. I don't know how to explain it. I don't know why. I, I can only tell you that in the games that I played in, almost everybody allowed humans to roll 46 reroll ones. And still get the D6 roll if you got the, you know, 16, 17, or 18. Oh, wow. I, I don't know what to tell you. I have no answer for you. I'm sorry, but that is what they allow. And yes, it, what does that mean when it comes to this? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. 
So, um, you go so P attributes. So that looks the same. Physical SEC. That's pretty big. Yeah, and their their physical prowess is huge. Their physical endurance as a plus one. I see why people would want to do, but why to play? Well, first of all, this is good for thieves, but I can yeah. see why people would want to play these things. Who cares about physical yeah. beauty? Well, that uh, ma. Well, ma. I'm not here. I'm not here to convince you to give me your stuff. I'm just going to punch you over the head. So I don't. Stuff. I don't need. I don't, stuff. I don't need that stuff. And then we get to the mechanoids. Yay! All right, I'll start this one. We'll see how long it goes. Maybe Heathen Dog can take over after that. Heathen Dog has pretty much rightly called them uh, it was Palladium Daleks. <laughs> so it appears that the exterior machine shell serves them in much the same way as the human environmental battle armor. Unlike the human EBA, these metal constructions serve as permanent uh, as a permanent environment, providing constant simulation, nourishment, protection, and sensory input. In effect, these metallic housing. The metallic. Wow, what is wrong with me reading? It's getting worse every week too. Are yeah. much like a second skin to these hideous monsters, creating a race of living robots. Dalek. Uh, psionic ability. Okay, so what's uh, some types have exhibited psionic abilities? Oh, oh, okay. I thought it was all of them. No, it is. Is it okay? The human colonists of Gideon E have not been able to determine to what full extent these abilities range, nor has it been ascertained whether this is a trait common to all mechanoids or limited particular types. Okay, well, it says some up there, but I like that because now it leaves it up in the air. Good. Right. The mechanoid, the mechanoid's genius and efficiency are matched only by their contempt for other life forms. Daleks. Got it. They have methodically and callously raped into. Oh, don't don't rape a planet. Well, rape, that's what oh. they did. Rick did that in Rick they and Morty. They took off all of Gideon's clothes, okay? Yeah, Gideon but, did not consent for its vegetation to be stripped away. Did you see that Rick and Morty episode? Rick raped the planet too. Okay. <laughs> uh, they methodically, callously raped the entire planet and delighted in the deaths of countless thousands. Do they really delight in it? I thought it was just kind of like... No, no, no. They, they really, do. really hate humanoids and they, oh, okay. take, they take pleasure in torturing them. Okay, even now they toy with the surviving colonists. Oh, so they're cats. Got it. Perhaps humans are beneath their notice. Perhaps no. that is their favorite. No, name. that's all they notice. The ultimate cyborg, the mechanoid organism. The mechanoids are the masters of genetic engineering and cybernetics. Each mechanoid consists of machine of machine and living creature completely integrated to function as one. While the origins of these aliens can never truly be determined, it is clear that these carbon-based organisms are the product of genetic reconstruction. Really, did he just steal everything from the Daleks? Yeah. <laughs> like, this theory is substantiated by evidence of cloning. Each type of mechanoid contains a very specific life form unique to its particular shell. By the way, I shouldn't say stealing because that's how a lot of creatures and so forth. You could say that, you know, Vulcans are space elves without emotions. Whatever. The, the, it's just funny. Like, the, I'm completely picturing Daleks in here thanks to Heathen Dog. I blame him. No, that's, that's, that's all it is. Yeah. Each type of mechanoid contains a very specific life form unique to its particular shell. Upon examining a dozen organisms of the same type, it was discovered that each was identical. This has proven to be true of tunnel crawlers, etc., etc., etc. Okay, mechanoids descriptions. Let's just skip down. Let's start looking at some mechanoids. Wasp. Wasp. Yeah, this is the this is the uh, light fighter craft, basically. <laughs> it's Raven says exterminate, exterminate. That's basically, it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, perhaps the most deadly and feared of all known mechanoids. The wasp is a fast aerial assault weapon believed to have believed to have a pilot. Eh, maybe because of its uh, obvious intelligence and sadistic behavior. Oh, the the new Cylons where the ships were alive as well. Mm -hmm. uh, wow. <laughs> the damn thing. 
<laughs> this is written by humans. The damn yep. thing can reach speeds of Mach 2, make amazingly start sharp turns, hug the ground, avoiding radar detection, and stop on a dime at virtually any speed. Yeah, see, the, this is why they hate the Wasp so much. Like, all those cool cruise missiles we were talking about earlier that have a 40-kilometer range and, like, you know, it can be set like traps, a Wasp can just turn and go, and the, the missile can't catch them. Oh, psionics, insufficient data. Great. Even the robot flying death machine could have psionics. Yep. Theoretically. That's lovely. Uh, oh, this is kind of a cute guy. I like him. The mantis. All right. The brain. Oh, well, well now we know where Crane came from. Yep. <laughs> no, we're not going to show all of these things. We just read that one. Maybe show another one here. The segment's going on pretty long, and it's not the point of us to tell you everything that's in the book. We want you to see the fun of it and then want to buy it yourself. Yeah, tunnel crawler. That's it. You know, people people live in tunnels now, right? So you you create a mechanoid frame. Of course, it has to look like a beetle. You hunt down dirty little humans inside tunnels. Looks like a bug. Why does everything have to look like a bug? Because it's the most efficient form. Stupid bugs. And there's the runner. Oh, there's my thunder. I heard that through my headsets. There you go. <laughs> uh, this looks like it's made to take down doors. Oh, the thin man. The thin man. And the oh, there's the thin man. You can see him. Wow. The thin man is almost hidden. Next to the brute. Yeah. And the runt. How, how big is the runt? Uh, the colonists are certain the runt is a hunter-killer robot and mechanized scout. Because of its human shape, the colonists have called them runts, thin men, and brutes, uh, mock men. Okay. Uh, just say how how big? 1.4 meters tall. Well, that that's the big one. That's the runt. Oh, oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Sorry. So 1.4 meters tall. So a little little shorter than an average human, but not by much. Yeah. Uh, the uh, brute, the biggest one, is 3.8 meters tall. That's that's a lot bigger than the average. That's person. a lot bigger. Yeah uh spider fortress okay come on come on oh look at that nice comparison there the spider fortress is no joke wow look at it can dig into the ground Jeez, look at those stats energy shield so it's got a friggin enterprise force field that's not a c-3po it's got bigger hips <laughs> uh mechanoid digger underneath that where you can dig underground to okay to the mechanoids are assholes well yeah i mean the, the all of these things were made to get at the fleshy humans uh hiding inside gideon oh no no i, I get it that but that's what you know what i like about that these aren't just cartoon characters that are just like well let's make a creature that does this let's make a creature that does that whether the design is believable or not i don't care the cre the mechanoids themselves are believable. Yes, and I and I like that. Like I could see myself being afraid of these things, and I'm not going to go in the game master section because the game master section also includes kind of what you'd consider an adventure or a campaign, and I want you guys to get that on your own. Okay, now this is the game master section coming up right now. No, 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 no. We're not going to do it. We're not going to do it? Okay. No, then. no, no, because it includes kind of a uh, part yeah, yeah, of the it, campaign it, adventure in there. Yeah, it tells you all the psionic abilities of all of the all of the uh, different mechanoids and and everything where it was kind of like, oh, it's up in the air, and now it's not up in the air. 
the, the, the only reason I'm not showing it is because it's got maps and it's got, uh, you know, well, it's not directly an adventure. It is, I mean, it's the first book it's supposed to bring on to the uh, cap, yeah. uh, campaign. So uh, there we go. That That's uh, that's book one. Now, next week, we're going to fly through book two, and then the week after, we're going to fly through book three. And I think that's going to be fair for presenting this. I think we've really we've really indicated what the mechanoise is and, and how the writing was uh, for his first book ever. And I think next week we can just hit some highlights and, uh, and do a pretty yep. decent job of that. So yep. riffs for the win, <laughs> bring those into the risk. Well, there, there is a mechanoids version of there riffs uh, source book. Number two riffs source book. Number two is all about the, the rift invasion of earth or the, yep. the invasion of riffs earth by Holy uh, contingent of mechanoids. Dude. What? I'm I'm about to build an arc. Did it just start raining? Uh, this is like monsoon rain. Uh, again, if I go away and never come back, I either flooded or uh, my computer got zapped. I do have a UPS, but it doesn't seem to work as well as I had hoped. So, uh, yeah. Um, let's uh, let's hit some of this chat real quickly. If there's anything in here, I think we kept up on most of it. But uh, uh, says no, you can pull any Palladium book into it. Well, we no no we know that. You're going to tell me, shut up, R. Hawkman. I don't need your goddamn science all the time. Take your encyclopedia, close it, back off. <laughs> yes, I know. I know I live in Hurricane Territory. Actually, I'm right above Hurricane Territory, thank God. So they're like, if you live down south, you have to worry about it. If you live up here, you're fine. So, well, uh, maybe Hurricane Alleys are getting wider now. Yeah, that could be. But by the, by the time that it actually gets up to me, uh, uh, it's usually dissipated. Uh, let's see. Did you, uh, what was it? Uh, um, so you can pull any Palladium book in it. You, know, you can. We all know that. But Rift sucks. There you go. I said oh, it. Fuck bad, Rifts. Bad, Max. <laughs> I, I, I don't hate Rifts. I just... Uh, Rifts is too much. It's just too much. <laughs> like uh, I like After the Bomb. Ninjas and Super Spies I don't think is necessary, but you know, it's okay. Uh, I don't even... I don't like superhero games, but I do like Heroes Unlimited. I think it's done really well. Um... Uh, Somebody said earlier, hey, make sure you do, you know, we're still debating whether we're going to do Beyond the Supernatural or we're going to do um, Nightbane. Nightbane, thank you. Beyond um, the Supernatural. Is that the one I you... Wanna, I want to do Beyond the Supernatural, yeah. Okay, fair, fair you know, and, and, and I'll lean that direction as well. Uh, my only reason for wanting to do Nightbane, I can't even remember now. Oh, because a lot of people did ask for it, but you already have a video on that. I, I I'm did, really... I, got, I have three videos on that. You can look on the YouTube channel. <laughs> uh, look, I, Riffs is a good game and Heathen Dog is... Where are you? I love it. That, that, that side. Okay, you're over yeah. here. This way. Why is that pointing backward? Don't act like point at that monitor. Okay, Heathen Dog is the Rifts guy. Uh, I, I'm, I'm the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Robotech guy. Or uh, After the Bomb, Robotech guy. Uh, that, that's what I like. But uh, we both like Palladium. Oh, we both like Palladium Fantasy. We both like, you know, the general game. So, uh, yeah, but uh, as far as uh, Mechanoids go, Mechanoids are in Rifts. So there's a whole source book or world book or whatever. Dimension. What do you call that? Coalition, coalition of good guys you know it's funny the good guys you know what that that's that's one reason why okay nope this nope that that's that's in between segments i'm gonna talk about that in between segments okay yeah we can do that all right i think chat is good and by the way uh Tulkin, thank you very much for your comments i hope you enjoy the stream uh it says first time chatter so thank you for being here absolutely appreciate that but uh no um yeah, uh, we're 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 fans of Palladium. Uh, Heathen Dog is more versed with it than I am, but uh, I have definitely played my share of it. Like I said, he, TMNT was my jam for the longest time. 
In fact, I still prefer it to After the Bomb because he now brought this up at one point. Like, oh, you, you like TMNT better than After the Bomb? I'm like, do I? I do, but here's the only reason why. I don't like the, the added stuff in the new After the Bomb. I don't like Chimeras. I don't like Mutant Humans. Like, I just, I just don't like them. Uh, I like the original. Just God, can I finish Stop the stream, please? Scared. All right, you have cats. You don't have to be like one. No, no, no. Like, I'm waiting for shit to shut off. <laughs> My house shook. Uh, so, yeah, anyway, I forgot what I was saying. Yeah, I'm going to mix it back. So Heathen Dog's got comments on that. Yeah, let, let's, let's end this segment with a quick uh, uh, remind everybody. You can find us there. Pause it if you want. You can find us there. Check out our Discord. Discord's growing. Love it. And uh, we have our 3,000 subscriber giveaway coming soon. And uh, there's one more I want to show. What is it? I don't know. Oh, yeah. Of course. Share. Share. Uh, Thank sharing you. is caring. Okay. We'll consider this the in-between segment thing. Go ahead and, and okay. say your thing. All right. The, uh, that's one of the reasons why I like Chaos Earth very much is because you get to see where the coalition comes from. And it came from a good place just over the 200, about 200 years between Chaos Earth and when Rift starts. Uh, Nima, the, the, the Northern Eagle, Northern, North, North American. I don't have, it's an acronym. I forget, but it was, it was, it was basically the, the paramilitary, paramilitary organization that governed uh, North and South America. All right. Uh, mostly North America, but also, you know, they went in other places. But uh, how Nima turned into the coalition over time. Evil doesn't happen right away. It it gets root and takes over time. And it it, it shows you where Nima, where, where the coalition came from. And the people in Nima, who will later become the coalition, were good people. They were just faced with shit that they could not comprehend. The only safe thing to do is to kill it on site. So can I, can I make a comment no on that? frame of reference for it. I want to make a comment on that. Sorry, Kat. Um, my, my comment to that is somebody posted on DM James, uh, the video that he, he shouts out Legion Myth. Thank you, Jim, James, DM James for that. Uh, all these DMs and GMs. I uh, really do appreciate that. But uh, was, somebody put in there that the coalition is evil because it's human centric and they hunt down innocent DBs. There's no such thing as no. an innocent DB. No, the coalition is evil because it makes sure that 90% of its citizens don't even get a chance to read, let alone have any, have any uh, yes. positive or negative effect on society. It's absolute dictatorship. That's what the coalition is. That's why it's evil. It's a dictatorship. I would be all about shooting all DBs. I mean, I'm, I'm in, in the real world right now. Uh, I don't want freaks from another dimension coming here with tentacles and and whatnot and like, oh, I got superpowers from another game. I don't care. <laughs> like, get out of my world. Northern Eagle Military Alliance. Thank you. But uh, I would yeah. so be coalition. So, uh, so you know, Nima turned into the coalition because the only way to protect the the last remaining you know civilians was to strike fast, strike hard, and kill. No time to ask questions, but by the time you ask a question, you're already killed by an evil DB. Okay. You're already dead. So what are you going to do? You kill him. You kill him fast, and, you kill him hard, you kill him, you kill him quick, and that's it. As, as uh, we talked about on the Friday chill stream, I'm not going to get in the psychology of this. There's already enough videos out there on this. You too would be a Nazi. 
Sorry to tell you that. As much, I mean, would you look at the pressure that was put on the people? And I'm not saying you're a card-carrying member joining the party, yay, flag-waving. I'm talking that, uh, you know, it sometimes silence is, uh, is consent, very rarely, but sometimes. Uh, sorry to tell you, but when your business are, th are threatened, your life is threatened, we all want to sit here and say, I would be the hero that changes that. Maybe you are. Maybe you're a better person than most society. That's great if you are. Probably not you. Yeah, you, you're, you're, my you're house probably flooding? not going to have a Schindler's list. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, th it, that's an it's an unfortunate truth, but you can look through all time of that. It does not matter what regime. You've got the Pol Pot people. You've got the Maoist China. You've got the, the Stalinist Russia. And that's something that I actually got a background in history of is, is Russia. You, you've got all of these different evil regimes, depending on your point of view. And it's, it's all authoritarianism. And authoritarianism wins almost every time. Yeah, no, the, the only time they lose is when they go too far. They push too much and it, it breaks the mind of the, of the common person. And that's when revolts happen. But as long as you don't push that line too much, you can go on for a long time. Okay, can you stop shaking my house and let me have a stream? Dude, this, I wish I could turn my camera. I haven't seen rain like that since uh, Okinawa. I don't think Okinawa came down that hard. Maybe it did. The monsoons. That's that's crazy. This is what stripped off the top of my tree like a week or so ago. <laughs> this type of rain. Uh, but yeah. Anyway. Um, so what else? Uh, what else we got? Uh, I suppose people are faced with powerful regime have access to super tech. There's no other end. Yeah, uh, the the uh, coalition keeps power. The reason they're evil keeps power by 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 keeping all decision making and education away from ninety percent of the population. What the they they are just workers, and that's it. Splugo slave girls are cute. He's not he's not wrong. Sore succubi. <laughs> hey, if the succubi a succubus is doing her job. <laughs> uh i know okay yes thank you <laughs> one of the things that as a matter of fact we almost moved into a house that was uh that have half its yard taken out that was uh by a hurricane that was our second choice to this one but uh i couldn't fit an office like this in that house or we would have taken that one over this one wow it, oh it had a roman bathroom dude the bathroom was the biggest house, uh, room in the house it was crazy wow. but the master bedroom was like half the size of this one i'm like i need an office space so that i can you know have my unboxing desk and i have this one so yeah Fair. all right uh but uh, no i do appreciate the comments and you know I absolutely love the idea of uh, of you know we'll get to riffs and we're going to do chaos i think it's almost 100 yeah. percent written in stone that we're going to be doing chaos earth when we get to that point yeah when we get to uh, that point in the timeline right That'll be, a, that'll be toward the end of this year. Right. Before we start segment two, I'm going to go use the little heathen. Okay. That sounds good. Um, thank you to all the people who are chatting. Again, appreciate it. Uh, DM James did a good video on the coalition. I, I haven't seen it. Uh, you know who's been doing some really good uh, riffs videos is uh, Total Party Skills. So if you want to check out Total Party Skills, he was on uh, the Friday Night Chill stream with us. Uh, he, uh, he's, got a, he's starting to go through like a bunch of different lore books, talk about dinosaurs in Georgia or something like that. And, <laughs> like. Uh, Good stuff. Oh, you're looking for players? Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't play online. That's just a thing. I'd like to play again, but uh, you can come to our Discord. If you just type in the word Discord in uh, chat, it should pop up. If not, I can probably make it pop up. Um, I don't know. Like A lot of our Discord, though, doesn't play online. I think it's because we're old. 
but then again, a lot of it does, and we can also point you in the right direction as well. So um, that's that's a failing that's a failing on my part. I get it. I know it's the new world, but I still uh, I also just don't have the time. Uh, I'm writing my own game right now based on Palladium. If you play Rifts, you'll be able to recognize my rule system. I'm just you know, changing it around. Which, um, if you don't mind me asking, uh, which base? Just curious, uh, because uh, both uh, Heathen Dog and I are former Air Force. I've been working for DOD since 1992. Off at, oh, God, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm from Minnesota. That's actually the closest base to my hometown in Minnesota. Active base. Uh, I landed in Offit one time back, uh, so I, I did some work for uh, Vice President Al Gore, and uh, I uh, got a ride on his new Air Force, too. And one of the landing spots was in Offit. And I just as a joke, because I'm a huge Oklahoma Sooner fan, or was when I actually followed college football, I went, I walked down. This is at the BX. This isn't even off base where you expect, you know, to get beat up. I was like, we're the Sooner Cups. And I'm telling you, man, because <laughs> I was looking for shot glasses. I thought somebody was going to kick my ass. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, well, I mean, yeah, we're, we're out as well. I, my God, I think this would be my 30 year mark if I was still in. Yeah, I joined uh, May 4th of 1992. So. Yeah, I was one and done. Yeah, once you get off it, you never get off it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, okay, let's get segment two ready to go here. Seems like it's starting to calm down a little bit. I see some light. I see some light. Oh. What? What is this crap? I don't want to be invited to anything. Oh, my God. Am I going to have to turn off JavaScript for this nonsense? Okay, I think I can get it. Um, some of this, uh, what we're about to talk about in segment two has already been covered by others. You know, we like to wait until our streams today to cover some of this. One trip to the sandbox. I worked at, so I worked in Kuwait as a contractor. I had a great time there. But I was also a contractor. Well, as a, as so. a contractor, yeah. Hey, we used to, we used to forge the MWR uh, letters to help the army guys get off the off base. It's up at Camp Doha. Um, what am I looking for? Oh, share screen. Doop. Browse and as Forbes article. I am not going to subscribe. So we're going to read this. I think Clownfish well, TV even started segment two. Oh, you're right. Thank you. Uh, it's because I don't have the brands. Up. There we go. So where where are my brands? Uh, would you stop trying to play this dumb video? It's annoying. Uh, I don't have a segment two thing, so we'll just click that to start. And then, of course, here's the disclaimer for segment two that everybody loves to give me a hate click for. Please give me more hate clicks, especially <laughs> that third one. Love you, too. Oh, you can't see. I was, oh, man, I was giving you the open mouth smile, and I completely forgot you can't see me. Boop. All right, segment two. So today in segment two, we're going to, uh, there's a couple things we're going to talk about this, depending on how long this takes. Uh, I've got another article after this and uh, F11, that bad boy. Fans aren't gatekeeping anything. They're just wary of would-be dictators trying to take over their hobbies. Should be the hobbies, but either way, that's still fine. One of the strangest phenomena that keeps on popping up these days is the inaccurate accusation that fans are somehow gatekeeping hobbies. And, 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 and we've talked about this a lot. 
he i'm not going to go into you can watch past videos if you watch about you know six of them you'll run across one that, that finally says this but uh talked a bunch of times about how i was gatekept because of who i voted for we never gatekept anybody we didn't say you can't play here unless you're an ass at the table that's really what it came down to i mean can you think of any other reason that you kept somebody off a table or playing a game with you or i have too many people already i'm sorry yeah Hmm. That's pretty much it, right? <laughs> hmm. I mean, there might be game stuff involved. Like, I want to play D and D. Well, I'm running Earth. Well, we're not. We're not playing D and D. Well, then I don't want to play. Like, all right. That's not gatekeeping, though. <clears throat> I worked the Army Comms office in some tiny camp in the desert of Kuwait. Oh, oh, that's Mark Hawkman. Okay, yeah, I was. Uh, that's at Camp Doha before they closed it. Um, according to Merriam-Webster, a gatekeeper is either someone who tends or guards a gate, or a person who controls access to something. I never controlled access to anything. The accusation in this instance obviously applies to the latter. Regardless, fans are incapable of controlling access to their hobbies. But before I get to that, here's a bit of fandom history lesson. All right. Uh -oh. I, oh, to be fair for everybody, I have not read this article. I just know it was discussed by Clownfish and a couple others. Picking a specific example in the case of anime. Oh, this is Heathen Dog's bag. Back in the day, many anime were not available outside Japan. Oh my god, I've been hearing... Uh, oh, if you're going the direction I think you're going, I've been hearing a lot about this recently. People are starting to go sail the seven seas for anime again because they don't like what these uh, voiceover artists are doing. Or actors. Well, yeah, no, uh, you, don't have to, you don't have to read that. I, I, can, I can tell you my experience when I was growing up. Okay. Uh, the, only, the only way to get anime was to, was to uh, join an anime club or go to... Uh, uh anime uh flea markets and conventions and buy the vhs tapes or later on the the uh, dvds of the episodes you wanted that someone else has put in subtitles like like some fan fan subbed it so you can understand it that that's what that's what i did for dragon ball z i had all of dragon ball z on vhs because that was literally the only way i could get it when i was a kid Mm -hmm. only way i could get it and then when i when i started to be a mid-teenager between 16 and 17 they started to come out uh in in the in the local uh vhs shops you know like fist of the north star or uh go go 13 or you know the the professional whatever mm -hmm. uh started to become a little more a little more mainstream started creeping in had a little section you know at blockbuster buy it now or whatever you know, but but that that was when I was already, you know, almost almost graduated high school at that point is when and that that's started. back when it was still called Japanimation, too. Yeah. When it was called Japanimation. And, th and there was a uh, I was I, I still lived in, in Michigan then. And there was a, a club in Ann Arbor, which is a college town. U of M. U of M is there. Um, I forget what it was called, but it was an anime club. And uh, they had people there who who were selling stuff you couldn't buy anywhere else you know it was it was it was almost like a like a drug deal except it was for vhs tapes <laughs> that's that's what it felt like you know i mean <laughs> so you yeah got some of this i got i got vhs for you <laughs> yeah so heathen dog pretty much said what was going on here but this meant that the people in charge of said anime club could actually gatekeep when it came to fans access to anime unless you did the drug deal of heathen did. dog they never did I mean, well no no stop stop if it was in a club 
and 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 the sale was was sanctioned by the club you never had any any you know what you would even now call weird shit all right you wouldn't have any any uh you know tentacle porn you wouldn't have any family raping and nothing like that they wouldn't sell that because you know the the law enforcement of the day would just smack them to hell down just hard oh did dm james cover this as well Hey, but Ninja that was Scroll... self-preservation. That wasn't like you don't deserve this. That was I don't want to go to jail. <laughs> uh, just Darth the Ninja Scroll is one of the anime I actually like. Yep. I, I'm not a big anime guy. In fact, I, I, I don't like most of it. I, that... I lost it in a flood, but I had it on VHS. Um, uh, Megalopolis is another great one. Um, uh, I had that one. There was it was a four-part VHS series. You know, all kinds of stuff like that. You can like you know that's how it was. That's how you got it. You had to get it from. Uh, uh, back alley, seemingly back alley drug deals or conventions or flea markets. And that was it. All right. So essentially this goes on to say that, hey, you know, you can get it on streaming and Blu-ray. So you're not really yeah. being gatekept. But put simply, if you're right. in a current, if you are a current anime fan, then there's no one gatekeeping you from acquiring various anime works and enjoying them as a hobby. This better go, this better go in a direction that I think it may go. in. if not, I'm going to scream. You don't need to befriend the higher ups in an anime club. You can just buy it, watch it whenever and wherever you want. The same goes for model kit building, video games, and pretty much all the hobbies out there. Unless there's someone physically limiting access to the host media, gatekeeping is not taking a place. I disagree with that, but let's uh, let's see where really? this goes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hold on. I, I'm gonna write this note in case I get sidetracked. Uh, I know. That's why I'm writing. Sorry. Hold on. Uh... Yeah. Uh, Darth. Yeah, the, the, the Ninja Scroll series was not as strong as the standalone movie. That's right. true. Okay, so why are certain people claiming that fans are gatekeeping their hobbies? Well, this is a bit more involved, and it's not so much about the hobbies in question, but more about controlling various fandoms. Going back to my anime example, when I originally got into anime, all those decades ago, the size of the international fandom was relatively small. By the way, I forgot to do this. This is written by Ollie Barter, a contributor. Sorry about that. So far, he's not making me angry. No. Uh, do, 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 do. Okay. Uh, these days, right. though, anime is a global pop culture phenomenon. This means there's a lot of anime fans out there, and the fandom itself is, cons uh, is consequently influential in an industrial and cultural sense. Okay, now he's getting to where... Yes. So the accusations of gatekeeping are being used to leverage access to effectively run each fandom and acquire power as a result. Yes. This is why there's a great deal of pushback from fans on this, not because they want to stop people from watching anime or enjoying other hobbies, but to make sure these hobbies remain open to all and not descend into some kind of dictatorship. I don't like the way that's written because he's not hitting the nail on the head for me, but he's in the right direction. The reality is that fans love having people they can talk to in depth about their hobby. Yes. This kind of involved and almost study discussion of a hobby is actually what keeps various fandoms ticking along. I mean, how many times? I mean, 30 years after the movies were made, people are still talking about Star Wars, you know, or I guess 20, because just before the prequels came out, people love Star Wars. Everybody's talking about what does this mean? What does that mean? Because we're fans. Fan is short for fanatic. This means it's not in the interest of fans to limit access to what they care about. And if people are genuinely curious about a hobby, then fans almost always tend to offer their help and insight. Yes. Oh, oh, ad nauseum. Yes. 
Yeah, yeah, right. There you go. Fair. Yep. Ad nauseum. Yeah. Yes. Um, however, when you see someone online or even in the real world accuse a fan of gatekeeping, it's more likely that said accuser is not interested in all the hobby is actually a power hungry would be dictator that wants to rule the fan with an iron fist. Why don't you give an example of this? This is a horrible article. And, and uh, I'm talking <laughs> about uh, look, if you're going to do this, you have to explain why. You have to explain how it's happening. Oh, this this is a, this is an open ended, like waiting for season right. two type article. So let me give you one example, and Heathen Dog can maybe come up with others. And chat probably comes up with like a thousand of them. Gatekeeping by changing the content. Perfect example. Is it DM's Guild or what, whatever? Wherever you get your D and D books. The people who only own the PDFs have found. I think Baron G Rock mentioned this. His books. That were PDFs have been physical or have been digitally changed, altered. Now, is that gatekeeping? Is it stopping people from playing? No, but it is gatekeeping the information of how we played. Can you get second edition AD&D books? Yes. Can you get first edition in PDF form? You absolutely can. But they come with disclaimers now. I've actually run across people at my workplace who, in effect, said no. We don't play old editions of Dungeons and Dragons because of problematic language. I can't talk to those people anymore. <laughs> okay. uh, um, you know, you know, so is that gatekeeping? I think that is a form of gatekeeping. It might not be overt. The door isn't shut, but it's almost like, come on in and be an evil, bad person. Well, I don't want to be an evil, bad person, so I'm not going to do it. But there's nothing evil or, or bad about it. So that, that's how I see the gatekeepers, you know, uh, on top of like, you know, the Twitter Otzi. And I know a lot of people, especially in our circles, I'm never on Twitter. I get it. But there are a lot of people who are. And Twitter has way more pull than it ever should have. People believe the nonsense that comes out of there. Like, well, how many times like, and this is what I love about our, by the way, guys are on our Discord. Guys and gals, uh, by all means, please keep posting links to, to stuff in, in our Discord. I don't always comment on it, but I try to look at almost all of it um, because we might use it for a segment like this. But you get all these people up and they're like, oh, my God, goblins are Jews. If you play goblins this way, you're you're just your unconscious bias is, is saying that you're a bad, bad person because you think they're Jews. What? No, like I believe in bioessentialism of species. I know my cat is going to act like every cat is a little bit different personality. Every dog is a little bit different personality, but there's just some traits, traits that are inherent to them. Same thing with orcs. I, 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 you know, if you want to have your homebrew table, play your own way. But it is gatekeeping to change the past. Just because you have those books that are sitting behind me, are not gatekeeping me. I already have them. So do I. But they're gatekeeping it for the future. They're gatekeeping. It makes it really difficult for me to get, uh, you know, somebody to play AD&D second edition when it's hard for them to find the books or in the format that we need them in and so forth, just because they're there. And again, they're changing the language in these books. Let's get this off the screen and then look at some chat. Do you have any more to add to that? No, that was, that was actually pretty good. Yeah. He, he, uh, the, the author of that article, uh, purposefully did not name examples, did not cite examples, sorry, uh, to probably to make sure his article was actually published and he got paid for it. Maybe. And Forbes is, people wouldn't believe this because of, uh, you know, Steve uh, wasn't, but his magazine is very woke. Yeah. Uh, why, uh, why would you look to join a group that clearly isn't? Uh... So this goes, uh, great. 
this goes back to the same concept, and I want to keep this on the screen for a little uh, of where I keep telling people that you can just play it through, you can always play it your old way. <sighs> Look, you don't go to the model airplane club and start saying, oh, I think we should do model rockets, and, or not model, uh, model rockets. And if you don't do model rockets, well, then you're just gatekeeping me. No, you make your own model rocket club. <laughs> like, now I can join two clubs if I like both. But model airplanes are flown way differently than just going and watching the rocket go. I think some of those rockets are awesome, but you get what I'm saying. You don't come in and try to take it over like, you know what? I'm glad you invited me to this, but you're all bad people because you don't let me build the rockets. Well, make your you own build game. A rocket all you want. Build a rocket somewhere else. Yeah, we, we love your rockets. Go do it. Your rockets are great, but not for a model airplane club. Yeah. Unless you want to strap a rocket to an airplane, that's going to be different. <laughs> that was at the x15 or whatever that was yeah uh i i might be wrong and uh to allow a group to dictate your emotional response when it's your choice to pick those you associate with well again it's part of being a fandom yeah i mean if you want to be part of the fandom and and you you want to talk about something that 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 uh, you are you're passionate about and the only fandoms you can actually interact with are the stupid ones that that uh you know you think of it my way or you're wrong that's if that's your choice, either keep to yourself or join that, you'll probably join that. And and you'll and you'll end up getting poisoned. So it's either it's either in some places it's either their way or nothing. And yeah, that's yeah. what no, and you're the bad person because yeah. you've been doing this for 30 years. You didn't see that you were bad. Well, I've now explained to you that you're bad. You better change. Like, no, it's never bad. No, it's never bad. You just you just think I'm bad because you want to be good. See, I don't have to lose for you to win. People don't understand that they have trouble. Like, like if you win, it doesn't mean I lose. I can win too. We can all win or we can all lose. One of us can win. One of us can lose. doesn't matter, but I don't have to lose for you to be a winner. And I disagree with this comment. I understand. I think I understand where he's coming from, but I disagree with that comment. You cannot claim to be shut out in the state. You absolutely can. I'm not shut out again from my books behind me. But uh, when I saw those coworkers, I go to the coworkers and hey, let's play some Dungeons and Dragons. Well, we're not playing your istophobic Dungeons and Dragons. Okay, well, that's exclusion, excluding right there. And, and the excuse is like, well, you can go online. I don't play online. Well, that's your problem. No, it's not my problem. The problem is that they've changed the game under false pretenses. Well, maybe not false pretenses. I think they're pretty open about it. They changed the game in a way that didn't need to be changed. Other people refused to play it, not because, uh, you know what, I'm, not, I'm just not a fan of uh, the fate system. No, I'm just not a fan of Savage Worlds. I'm just not a fan of Palladium. No, they don't play it because, oh, that's bad. You can't play. No, I can't play that game. Oh, you played first edition Shadowrun where they still showed rock, uh, was it uh, the, the rocker with, with boobs? Oh my God. That is actually a form of gatekeeping. Sure, we, I could... Boobs. I could find other people to do it, but it becomes harder. It is a form of gatekeeping. It's not locking anybody out. We can all still play these games. Absolutely. With, without a doubt. But uh, it's there. There's a perception that if you do these things and you're in these circles and to be fair, the nerd hobby is on. It's unfortunate. I mean, it used to be fortunate for us. Yep. It used to be fortunate for us, but it's unfortunate now that we're all that we were or are all a bunch of misfits and outcasts at one point, because now that's become mainstream. Then the dictators come in and say, if you you cannot say, if I want to make an orc for your game, you have to let it in. No, I actually don't. Well, then you're gatekeeping me. No, you're not playing in accordance with the spirit of the game. If you want to play an orc that uh, casts a spell, let's go play Earth Dawn. 
Because guess what? Guess what orcs can do in that game? Cast, Cast a spell. Yeah. Or let's homebrew your world. You want to have orcs cast spells in your game? Let's homebrew it for D&D. It should not be put into the core book. And this nonsense of like, well, you can always take it out. That's backward thinking. And I've said this a million times in our streams. That's backward thing. You don't change it and then tell people, well, you can revert it back to the way you want. You leave it as is and tell people to use their imaginations to say, in your world, this might be different. But this is the core world. This is, this is the way it's done. It's not done in any istophobic ways. And if you believe that, you're finding grievance and delusions and nonsense where it doesn't exist. You're making it up, literally making it up, because it doesn't exist anywhere, ever. Uh, I'm missing a bunch of chat here, and I've got it over in the other That's screen. Fine. It's fine. Anything They're good? talking to each other. It's fine. Okay. But uh, uh, Toolkin says, you know, he doesn't get worked up about feeling well. Well, to hear, here's the thing. From from what you've put in chat already, I know you're 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 old. You're like us. <laughs> you're old. O older than us, maybe. Well, maybe not older than Max. No one's older. God. <laughs> but you're old. All right. You uh, your your personality is fully formed. You are you're 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 proud of yourself and your accomplishments. You have a certain level of self esteem that that no one can and, take. And from to you. be fair, we were raised differently. Exactly. Excellent work. Good job. You're a successful human being. Here's the problem. There is no teenager that, that can say that. There is no teenager who's going to say, I have, I have the right amount of self-esteem as a, as a, as a 30-year-old adult. And well, I don't know. 30-year-old nowadays is teenager. My, my core confidence. No, it's not going to happen. So when you get into the hobby, you are, you are stuck with the, with, the, with the fandoms that are around you or that you have access to. And if they're toxic, well, that's what you got. You got that or nothing. And you know, a, a kid who's testing new personalities will just fall into what's there. This is the exception, though, not the rule. Just by by the nature of human beings, acceptance is an important thing. Even for people like me, like I hate people. I don't go out in crowds and so forth. I don't I didn't treat my tree guy poorly just because, you know, he was the tree guy. I there are a lot of people. It's funny because I come across a certain way on, on YouTube. Right. And I think, would you say that this is generally my attitude? Yeah all over the place, yeah. but I know how to get along with people. I can sit at Heathen Dog's house and talk with people. I can go out in public. There are a lot of people nowadays that can't do it. They cannot do it. I, that's why I was saying to Heathen Dog just a moment ago that, yeah, 30-year-olds are teenagers now. They're taking over HR departments. And, and, and I'm glad, I, I wouldn't even say you're the exception. I think Heathen Dog's right. It's like you're older. You were raised with this whole thing, you know, sticks and stones. I told that to a friend of mine, sticks and stones. And she went off like, that is not true. And that's one of the worst things we ever taught our kids. Going, Words have meaning. Words have power. And I was like, and she's a doc. She's got her doctorate in psychology. Well, that's, she, has to, she has to legitimize her career choice. So, yeah, well, fine. There, there's that. Plus also she's believed that nonsense ever since I've known her. Yeah, but, you know, it, it's it just. It doesn't matter, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, but, words, words only have the power you give them. That's that. That's the actual fact. I mean, some some someone calls you uh, a, a racist. It only affects you if you choose to accept it. You choose to accept accept the power of that, of that proclamation. You know, that's it. Now, can it affect your career? Someone do that to you? Sadly, yes. Without proof, definitely. But you as a person, if, if you are a grown adult with your own healthy level of self-esteem, that shit will just run right off. Yeah, exactly. Back. But yeah. if you're a kid, you don't have that. You're, you're still growing your self-esteem. 
it can really affect you. You have to teach kids the whole <laughs> sticks and stones thing or else they'll go. absorb everything and, and, and become, you know, clock tower climbing assholes. <laughs> or, or they'll be 30 and move, trying to say, oh, I lost my job. I'm moving back into your house. <laughs> uh, I, I really like a small part of me, a small part of me wants my kid to try and do that at 30. Like a really <laughs> small part. Just for the fun, it'll be to laugh at his face and punch him. Because he's a See, grown I, adult now. You can I don't it. believe that psychology is fake. I think that the, a lot of the practice of it is, and I think a lot of the over uh, the overzealotry within the field is fake. Um, you know, I mean, look in the '80s, they're giving everywhere. I guess the '90s, they're giving everybody Ritalin, and they're like, "Oops, overdose, we overdose people." Yeah, uh, yeah. Sorry. I mean, and every, what I don't like is that it's taken again psychology in order to hold on. What was uh, to legitimize the choice in profession has been taken over, uh, uh, you know, by people that are actually going to scientists, real biological scientists. I have a friend of mine who has a doctorate in, uh, uh oh, uh oh, uh, some sort of biology, where the psychology field has gone to him and said, listen, you cannot profess anymore that there are two sexes. You cannot profess anymore how chromosomes work. You cannot profess anymore that science, because science and psychology are disagreeing and we've got the upper hand and we will ensure you get no more um, grants. And he has to like keep his mouth shut. He hates it. Oh, if you talk to him online, he's all about, oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. you know, chromosomes are just a small part of it. Genetics is just a small part. But he's told me flat out, he's like, it's nonsense, but if I need, if I want to get grants and keep my job, so yeah, there's an overzealotry. It's like, that's why I'm so happy for people like Dr. Jordan Peterson, whether I agree with everything he says or not, the fact that he comes out there and just says, you know, what, what he says, uh, you know, in psychology, he's not even a right winger. Everybody thinks he's a right winger. He's not at all. Maybe for Canada he is, but, uh, uh, you know, but somebody asked him like, why, why do you think there aren't any right wingers in, in the, uh, the, the, in psychology? He's like, cause I'm the only one. It's like, and he's not even right wing. So, um, that, that's the, Again, I, I don't know. I wouldn't call it necessarily fake science, but I think people call it these. It's like the whole thing with these shots. Oh, the science is out there. That's that's like the worst thing you could ever say. Science is always changing. It's the scientific method that you trust in. It's not you don't trust the science. You trust the scientific method. Uh, I think I need to create a good environment, and encourage those young kids who are developing to become better. Yes, too many of us though do not exactly go out of the way to make that. That is true. And I, and, and in our hobby, well, first of all, it's, it's circles. When you enter a circle and you need that acceptance and my God, is this true in academia where it's like, you think this way or you're a bad person, either because well, professor Jones said it. And professor Jones is a professor. By the time you're 18, 19, 20 years old, you should already be able to use some critical thinking and college should teach the rest of it. Then uh, you, you know, just because Professor Jones said it, Professor Jones needs to be fact-checked. And maybe F Professor Jones is right. Then you have to understand, is it true for everybody? Is it true for, some, you know, whatever. Um, and then as far as, you know, developing to come better, this is one of the reasons why I like having people like Kai on the show. We don't agree on everything. But you know what? We can have that robust debate and, you know, decide later if, if we agree or not. It's why, uh, you know... And this is what's lost. This whole critical thinking part has been lost. People don't do it anymore. It's like you either believe that uh, that uh, goblins are Jews or then that's your unconscious bias and, and blocks. Actually, uh, steering away from that, go, go, going back to real life about the whole uh, uh, 
core like if, if you want to if you want uh, you used academia as an example if, if you want to get into to academia and succeed you have to have you have to either have or port or portray their group think to actually not not be kicked out and never ever you know advance in your career yep. now it's like freemasons kind of nonsense <laughs> i have an example yeah. i'm not i'm not going to say who but i i know someone who was who was uh, a, a lutheran and was going, yeah, was was uh, in in seminary, basically go, going to become. Oh, it's only pre-seminary. <laughs> yeah, go go going going to be going to be a preacher, right? Or whatever they're called, ministers. Well, I don't know. I forget what they're called. But uh, this person believed in in the teachings as they were written, as 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 this person was taught when they were growing up. But the Lutheran uh, school started swaying to SJW opinion and started loosening things here and there. Oh, the, the, the ELCA, the evangelical, evangelical Lutheran church in America. I don't understand how they still have the word Lutheran uh, on the name. Cause I can tell you the Missouri Senate say I, I am Lutheran. Well, was Lutheran. Um, Missouri Synod is like the most closed minded. I was Wisconsin Synod, and then I changed over to the ELCA, and I tell you what, that was night and day, totally different types. Mm -hmm. And now they're allowing trans priests. They, you know, yep. they started allowing women's priests a long time ago. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But but the thing is, uh, this person <laughs> that I'm talking about was asked to leave because because this person was was following the 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 doctrines as they were written and mm -hmm. believed the doctrines as they were written. No, no, no. It's just a guideline. No, no. It's a fact. It's right here. It's written on page whatever. This is this is what it means. Well, that's not for you. I do that for chat, so I don't and, talk uh, over you. This this person was asked to leave the program. They were basically kicked out, kicked out of seminary school. And, because, and the flip would be they, true. They believed in the religion as it was written. Yeah, the the, the flip would the flip side would be true, if somebody from the ELCA went over to say the Missouri Synod. But there are four synods, if I remember correctly. The yeah, LCA your, your, your is the mind most is open. Too open. It's a sieve. You can't hold the information. Get out. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, and but and the thing is, I agree with that. You know, it's one of the things. While I'm not religious now, and uh, I I I don't care what you believe in, I'm a firm believer that if you call yourself Christian, and then I can knock off these these five things. Do you do this? Do you do this? Do you do this? Then you're not Christian. And I have no problem saying, how dare you judge me? I'm not judging your not soul. I'm judging you. We're, we're, we're going over facts. <laughs> yeah. And, and and that's the same thing about whether you, that's why there are all these denominations. If the ELCA wants to be its own denomination, it needs to go do it. And I don't have a problem with that. I, I, I don't see why women can't be priests, but that's a personal matter with me. If I am a Lutheran, that's just not the way Lutheranism runs. And uh, yeah, but unfortunately, the ELCA, I think, is the biggest synod too. Because of course, when the rules are the easiest, you have the most people, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh. So I don't want to get into a big uh, religious discussion on here. That's yeah, not that, what that we're about. Just but an example. Of, yeah, yeah. You had an academic example. I wanted a, yep. a religious example that I know about because it happened to someone I know. Yeah, that was more for chat. <laughs> yeah. Because, uh, you know, because look, there, there were cities growing up in Minnesota where you could split New Ulm. You people from New Ulm know this. You could split the highway in half. This side is Lutheran. This side is Catholic. You know, uh, you know there, there was some of that going on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yes, there there's a lot of this. I mean, I don't I know a lot of people who complain about the new pope. I'm not Catholic, so that doesn't matter to me either way. I don't care if you got a pointy hat on or not, but I can understand why traditionalists are angry and I can understand why uh the the more modernist ones are, you know, but I stay out of that debate. But to bring that back into like a Dungeons and Dragons construct, 
in Dungeons and Dragons, I, just make your own game, make your own denomination, make your own, make your palladium. That's what Kevin Sambita did. He made his own game. He looked at D&D and said, eh, I think I can do better. Made his own thing. Don't come in and say what mine was as bad. You know, and, and there were always addition wars, but I think those, tell me if you think I'm wrong, Heath, but I think those were more in good nature. Well, oh my God. You play basic. Oh, you can't play an elven yeah, yeah, cleric. Addition yeah. you know? yeah. wars, you know, for Palladium, for for uh, Old World of Darkness, for <laughs> D and D up to up to two E. Those were all good natured stuff, you know. You know, just just rib ribbon on people. But the the difference between two E and three was was so stark that it actually became a real thing. Sorry, Priors of Gygax. I have to do this. Why? Let's pick a short one. Ah! The material component for this spell is a diamond which must be crushed and sprinkled over the spell recipients. And each such creature must also have in its possession a diamond of any size intact and carried on its person. So saith the Book of Gygax Origin. Okay. You haven't seen the Priors of Gygax? Uh, no. Oh, yeah, we've talked about it a couple times. <laughs> Uh, there, there are certain people out there who, whether on one side of that, this isn't, this isn't just grognards. This isn't just SCAWs. This is the, you know, the, the extremes are like, this is the only way to play D and D. And, you know, we get accused of that a lot. And I think there's some nuance that's missed in that. No, I'm not telling you the only way to play. I'm telling you, I don't want the core rules changed. And there should be more in there saying, you want to make a dark sun, go do it. If he uses D and D rules, it's D and D. You want to make an Eberron, go do it. But don't come in and change the entire premise of the game. Change the IP, which is what Watsy did. Watsy, yeah, it's got that stamp, whatever, but it's not Dungeons and Dragons anymore. Hasn't been Dungeons and Dragons since second edition. Third edition is Watsy first edition. It's just too stark of a change. No matter what you say about basic versus first versus second, those changes feel gradual. They feel like, okay, this is not like, expansion. Like an evolution oh. rather than, yeah. you know, a completely different organism. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yes, you did create that. Yes, you did. <laughs> oh my god, yes. All right. Um let's let's actually do a second one real quickly here. I think we can pop out. We won't do the third one. Oh god, that's the third one. Go away. <laughs> I don't know what they are, so it doesn't matter, does it? I know. Okay, let's uh, bring this back up. We're going to have a second topic today. And How is it? Oh, there you go. This is similar to something we did a couple weeks ago, or maybe even last week. I don't know. I have not read this one fully either. Fake it. Dungeons okay. and Dragons rules. Mm -hmm. Last week we did unspoken rules. Oh, yeah. This Which is kind of an older fake. article. But it, yet again, this was an article that happened while I was dropping a deuce and Google said, here, read this article. I said, okay. All right. Um, I didn't read it, though. Uh, I lied. I read the first one. Okay. Each group of D&D, &D, oh, well, let's just get to the rules. Blah, blah, blah. These are rules that people think should happen. Now let's start with this first one. Homebrew D&D &D rule. DMs roll death saving throws. Off the cuff, I don't like that, but let's see what this person says. Having the DM roll death saving throws for unconscious player characters in D&D &D adds an air of uncertainty to the action. I think the dice themselves had the uncertainty yeah, the, to the, the action. The dice are the uncertain part. Under normal circumstances, the players themselves, you don't need, the players will roll to see their character's fate. Yeah. Placing this burden on the DM changes the dynamic of combat entirely. Mm. Players are no longer able to plan around. No, 
Oh, that's because they have three saves now. There are yeah, three no, saves in fifth edition. Question, teacher. Uh, didn't didn't you already say that the player was unconscious, so he doesn't get to make any choices, right? Because he's not conscious. How how, how are you going to plan around things when you're unconscious? I got nothing. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm just reading what's here. No, I want. So here's the thing. I like the idea of the player rolling. Now, again, I don't play fifth edition. I don't know all the rules for fifth edition, but in in older versions. I like the player to roll because then the player can't accuse me of having cheating dice or anything. Like the, it's in your hands, Mr. Player. Roll that saving. The roll that system shock. You have sixty. You know, or you have uh, twenty hit points. You took uh, fifteen points of damage. Roll that system shock. It's not on me. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to be blamed for that. I want the dice to be blamed for that. Plus, I yeah. Plus, I like the fact that the player. Look, it's your character. You roll for your character. Uh, spell slots for exhaustion levels. Uh, that's a foreign language to me. I don't know what yeah, English means. That's gobbledygook. Okay. Uh, what is it? Magic in the class is limited by number of spell slots. Vancian, yeah, this rule changes as interesting trade-off for those running are on arcane fumes. Under this change, characters with no spell slots remaining can choose to gain exhaustion levels based on what they want to cast. Okay, this is like this is like uh, pushing yourself type thing. You know, bur- yeah. burning burning yourself raw out magic. magic points or whatever. <laughs> raw magic yeah. from Earth done. <laughs> yeah, basically. Drink. Yeah. Okay. This is going to be used for a final heroic moment for characters. Yeah. That that's that's a last stand. Well, whoa, whoa, whoa. Just, just what is it? Done. Yeah. What is it? Earth? Identity? What is it? It's called something like it's that. Where it's like last, you it's called the last stand. Yeah. Is it, yeah. You go up in a blaze of glory. You actually do. Yeah. You will die. You cannot you save. Powerful. You will ever be. In, oh, oh my God! No! 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 It's in in Highlander two. There are only two scenes that are worth watching in the entire fucking movie because the rest of it is garbage. But the one scene where where uh Sean Connery's uh character uh performed a, a miracle and and he he said he could do that because he 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 had the ability to take all of his life and condense it into one point in time. And if you do that you can you can do an entire life entire life's worth of of work in that one instant, but <laughs> it uses up that but life. It uses up your entire life. That in Earth Dawn, that's what a last stand was. You burned all of your karma. You got to use it for anything you wanted. You had so much dice, it was freaking crazy. You had I, I saw people doing last stands that had to get a whole handful of dice, roll it, count it up, and then get another whole handful and roll it again. For all the dice they got. But you die. At the end of it, you die. Because you burned out your entire life performing this one heroic feat. I like chat. Um, yeah, I mean... Sure. Uh, sure. I, I, I don't I mean, I don't know how this would play out. I'm thinking of like a first or second edition game. Yeah, okay. But it would have to it'd have to be that Earth Done style. You'd have to be done. I couldn't let you do this and then keep doing it. So it's you know, it's a one and done kind of thing. Um max weapon damage on crit. Isn't that what the rule is anyway? Random nature of dice rolls can be oh, uh, this is gonna be for the double dice, isn't it? Yeah, rolling double dice. See. Spoiler alert. Those of you who know, no. Game I'm writing does double damage 
but adds in one feature I really like. What's that? Exploding dice. Okay. If you get a crit, you roll double damage, but you get exploding dice. Because I like the idea, one of the things I like about the step system and, and, and other games is I like the idea that the chances are very low, but you could have a low strength and low skill, but still kill something powerful with a very, very, very lucky roll. Okay, I have a question. Sure. Is it double damage or double damage dice? Mine specifically says double damage dice. Okay, so you, so you roll double the dice rather than, yes. than, than, than double the existing damage. After right, right. I did that intentionally because I wanted more opportunity for the exploding dice. But also, if you rolled, you know, let's say you had two d six damage. Now you rolled four ones. Well, you know, that's the other side of it. It sometimes happens. You know. Yeah. Fair enough. Um. So, uh, I mean, I don't care. I use critical charts. I create my own critical chart. I also use some of the bleed rules from the players' options. It's like the only thing I take from the players' options. So, uh, yeah. I don't know. Was that it? Oh, really? That was it. That was the extent of that article? That was it. Oh. All right. Well, whatever. I don't know. what. what uh, so was it death saving? No, players roll that. Exhaustion levels, I can see no. uses for it. I mean, I can see uses for it, but yeah, it's, I'm not sold on it. And max weapon damage, I could No. I, 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 it, my no is it because I feel you shouldn't be able to do a lot of damage. It's because oh. I think you should. What? 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 Okay, no, exploding dice. No, that's good, because some people don't know. Exploding dice is when you roll, let's say you're rolling d6s. Let's say you're rolling 4d6, right? So you're rolling 4d6 for your damage. Anytime you roll the max number on that die, you get to roll it again and add two. Add two add to the roll. Add, so, yeah. So if you roll a six, you roll that die again. If you roll a four, that's actually 10. Yep, that's a 10. If you roll another six, well, you roll again. Yep. You roll a four after that, that's six, six, four. That's 16. On that I, haven't got you, I haven't got you to rage yet today. I, gotta, I think I can do that now. Third topic, and then we're done, because after this one, Heath Nug isn't going to want to do anymore. No, you're right. Because it sounds bad, because you didn't want to even want to tell me about it, and when you brought it up, you were like, no, 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 that's number three. I can't do that. Yep. So, yeah, I'm in trouble. As a matter of fact, uh, two, two of my favorite systems, Shadowrun and uh, Old World of Darkness, uh, use use the exploding dice mechanic. So it's per dice? Oh, and, and Earthon. Oh, Sorry. yeah, yeah. Three three favorite ones. Yeah, Earthon, Earthon does the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Anytime you roll max number on the dice. So that's that's one of the reasons that really sold me on Earthon, too, other than I really like the step system, is the fact if you roll a D8 and D6, and you roll a 4 on the D6, but an 8 on the D8, all of a sudden you take that and you roll another die, or another D8, mm -hmm. and add it to that uh, that list. That's all. All right, here you go. And now, before I was congratulating all the people who sent me stuff on our Discord, now, now I want blaming. to blame all the people who sent me stuff uh, on our Discord about nonsense. I hate you all. <laughs> Limitless Heroics, Better Worlds via Dice and Disabilities, 5th edition. Comprehensive game mechanics for including characters with disabilities, mental illness, and neurodivergence, so a nonsense word, in 5th edition. So basically, broken fucking degenerates that want to have the, their representations. So for you, all you fucking weirdos out there who don't understand, yeah, it's going to get cursy time now. Let me explain this to you. This is how you have a good game. This, these are the rules right here to have a good game. 
after this, it's up to Session Zero and your group. Games are about escapism, not representation. They're about entertainment over activism and organic diversity from natural inclusion, which Heathen Dog has told us in the past already, means you play with the people around you. You don't care who they sleep with. You don't care who, uh, what color their skin is. You don't care what their religion is. Are. Um, no, you play with the people around you. And as long as they follow rules one and two, those people are good people. Four hundred and fifty symptoms. This seems bigger than palladium. <laughs> Dog's still muted. <laughs> Four hundred and fifty what? Symptoms. Symptoms. This is of more what? than what palladium ever. Well, game mechanics for nearly every symptom in existence, plus some you, fantasy you, symptoms. Can you blow it up some more. I can't read that. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry. It won't get rid of the sidebar. Can I do one? Oh, there we go. Um, 450 symptoms, game mechanics for nearly every symptom in existence, plus some blah, 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 with four severity degrees and six frequencies. All right. 78 random tables, whatever, 93 magic items and online random generator for thousand more. Nearly every symptom includes mundane and mag uh, magic assistive options. Okay. Please tell me, what is your assistive option for me and my misophonia? Does oh. it now when, when people chew with their mouth open and food, I'm like, that's great music. I hear no, a bard no, no, song. No, no. No, it's uh, it, it's actually a special, a special hat, magical hat that you wear on your head. It actually blocks out sounds that that trigger you. Exploding dice need to be implemented in Palladium for damage. Um, I'm only doing it for critical hits. But if playtesting comes out and says that people would like that, that might be an option. A part of this is not okay. Uh, four new monster stat blocks because sometimes the disability or system device is a creature. Uh, Tutorials. Uh, opening articles discuss how and why to implement these options, how to discuss it with your players, and common tropes to avoid. No, you don't avoid the tropes, you make fun of them. Uh, there's. It all started all writers, with a stupid sorry. combat wheelchair. God damn it. All writers, editors, and artists hired for this book are disabled. Degenerate. The word you wanted to use was degenerate. No, I'm sorry. No, disabled for the first one. Degenerate for neurodivergent and or have a mental or chronic illness. That is I not mean, something that you want to right. have. None of those <laughs> things are something that you want to have. Like I want to praise. You want to praise not just being di fuck that. But get, get that out of here. <laughs> you want to praise being different. Fine. You want to praise being disabled. Fuck you. It's called disabled for a reason not able you are not able to make sense <laughs> uh dyslexia friendly layout i don't know what that means is this means dyslexia either. friendly what is that what does that mean i don't know what full, that means. full screen reader accessible okay that's uh for your tablets and careers index audio version included with every purchase oh look at that real world benefits because i want my game to help me in the real world we believe that this resource will help you normalize disabilities in your life and the lives of other players. No, they're only normalized for you. I have misophonia. Okay. That doesn't mean I have to go heathen dog. I've got misophonia. You must cater to me. In fact, in most options now, respectful people still act respectful around each other, but I've taken it upon myself to know that I don't go to movie theaters where I can hear people chewing on popcorn. I don't sit next to people that have allergies. <laughs> All the time. I don't, uh, you know, I, 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 I take that. That's, that's my cross to bear, not yours. 
Now, there are certain situations where if your parents didn't teach you to chew with your mouth shut, well, then your parents didn't have any kids that lived, apparently. You know, those are some things that, you know, need to be corrected through proper etiquette. But the point of the the, the matter is, is sometimes people make noises. Sometimes people have, uh, you know, sniffles. Sometimes people have to cough and sneeze. And, you know, that, the, the issue of that turning into rage is mine. I don't need a game to say, I want this normalized. Hell, the only no, thing I be. want... Right. It shouldn't be. No. The only thing I want is people to understand it's actually real. <laughs> that's that's all I care about. Um, but uh, non-disabled people can sometimes feel uncomfortable around disabled people or don't know how to talk or act. No, I talk and act the same way I always do. It's like a, it's like a kid. You know, I don't know if you were raised this way, heathen dog, but it drives me nuts. My mom did this to me. But like your five-year-old child looks at a guy without an arm and say, like, daddy, why doesn't he have an arm? And everybody freaks out. <gasps> don't say it. Don't do it. No, fuck that. The dude's missing an arm. Yeah, there's no getting around it. You know, you got to say, hey, he either he either was born without an arm or he lost it in an accident. There you go. Right. And the now, kid will say, oh, okay. And then yeah. move on with his damn life. How did that happen? I, I I don't know. I wasn't there. You know, it is something. But there's nothing. Look, that's your cross to bear. You just got to deal with it. If you if you were a fire victim, I have a couple of friends who, you know, unfortunately, we were in the military, IEDs. You can tell that they're fire victims. Both of them are so adult about it. They make jokes about themselves. I can't even make the jokes because they do it themselves. Now, would I go out of my way? Smashed, that that's the thing is uh, adults have that question. Almost everybody in our chat always has that uh, that question and nobody can answer it. It's just the weirdest. Now, hold on. I, I can me, answer it. Let me, go, go ahead. All right. I don't know. I think people who are really disabled want to be viewed like everyone else and not something special. Well, that's too bad. Guess what? Disabled is special. And all special is not good. You know, you, you, you are disabled. You can't walk. You have to have ramps everywhere. That's not my problem. That's, that's a personal it's an OSHA problem. problem. <laughs> it's a personal problem for the disabled person. And you have to learn to, to overcome and adapt. Yep. If, if you don't, then you die. And this isn't the real world. This is, these are games based on, fantasy you wouldn't be going through a dungeon i don't even want to talk about combat wheelchair you know you wouldn't be going through a dungeon with that and if you have the ability to get it healed you would get it healed and somebody well i wouldn't well then you're a fucking weirdo then you have neo diverge whatever that nonsense word is problems and you wouldn't be an adventure anyway because you'd be eaten by a gelatinous cube or damn it stop or a green slime because you hit, you hit a flight of stairs. Because you hit a flight yeah. of stairs. Oh, my God. Uh, this resource allows you to practice in an imaginary world to equip you with empathy and skills to feel increasingly comfortable doing that in the real world. Okay, this, this wait, is... wait. I, I'm, I'm getting Tom Hanks vibes again. <laughs> this yes. is not real. You, you, you know that, right? I mean, it's a role-playing game. It's not real, right? You know that? Well, it's going to teach you how to act in the real world. No, no, it's a game. I mean, if 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 you act in the real world like you act in Monopoly, you're going to go to jail <laughs> all the time, and there's no rolling out of it. <laughs> you're just going to go to jail. If if you if you act like like you act in many other games in real life, you're going to get killed, <laughs> or die, or go to jail, or murder yourself or your family, or your family will kill you. Whatever. Something bad's gonna happen to you. It's a game. It's not real. Calm down, son. It's not real. Yeah, Mr. Max, why doesn't he have an arm? I don't know. 
I don't know the guy. Go ask him. I would be a great parent. <laughs> Mister, Mister, why don't you have an arm? <laughs> uh, that's probably not the best. But but we're all taught decorum in real life. You don't just like you know go out and start. I, I, I there are things I do make fun of, but you don't you don't go out of your way to make somebody uncomfortable. At the same time, yeah. I'm not going to change who I am. You know, you can't expect me to change who I am. And if I'm going to be like, look, Gimpy over here is going to try to do blah, blah, blah. That's that's offensive. I don't fucking care. You know what? It's it's who you are. Obviously, I'm probably your friend or I really hate you because I don't say that to people I don't know. You know, but if it was heathen dog, oh, he'd be, he'd be the Gimpster all, all day and all night. <laughs> if it was us, if, if that's whether I really liked him or really hated him, because if I did really liked him, hey, nudge, nudge, wink, wink, you know, whatever. And if I really hated him, well, then I was hoping he's getting mad. <laughs> and those with disabilities now have a way to represent their experiences in game to feel empowered and to help others see them more clearly. It's a fucking game. I don't want to see you in the game. I never want to see you in the game ever. When I'm playing my game next to Heathen Dog, I don't want to see him in the game. I want to see his juicer or his leyline walker or his uh, his his uh, his wizard or his, someone uh, useful. Yeah, <laughs> someone useful. Imagine what we could communicate to the world when all those actual actual play. Oh, that should be high from there. Play Twitch streams include disabled characters. Who are non-functional in a fucking game world? Spectacles with gears, knobs, and eyebrows. Emoto spectacles, wondrous item common. These glasses allow those who have difficulty expressing emotions with their faces to do so while worn. You must choose the emotion you desire express, uh, to express from the dials on the frame of the glasses. To change to a different emotion, you must remove the glasses and change the setting. That sounds like a load of fun. That that sounds like a great time. It's it 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 sounds like something I want to do with with my Saturday, and it'll 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 really really enhance the experience of my. Do you know what? Do you want disability? I want cured by those glasses. The fact that I don't have X-ray vision and I can't see through her panties. Hmm. I want Superman vision. I want to see past those pink things. <laughs> this is a movement up. Oh. Dungeons and Dragons is a lifestyle. We didn't even get to that article today, and we're not going to. Dungeons and Dragons is a lifestyle. This is a movement. Limited Heroics is more than an RPG book. It's a petition. Back this project, you communicate every game publisher on Earth that disabled people exist. Everybody knows that. and can easily be included in the games. Why? Why that the customers want that representation. No, no only don't. fucking weirdos with neurodivergent mental bullshit problems no. want that. Only, only a crazy person wants to play a crazy person on their time off. All right. Stay away from those people. Yes. 100% stay away from those people. And that accessibility and representation are necessary core features for future products. No, literally the opposite. Let me put this up again. Cause you may have missed it. The first 500 fucking times I put it up. These are the rules you play by. These are the rules. Escapism. What's that? And they've broken them all. They've broken them all. Absolutely broken them all. These are the rules you play by. These are the rules that make games fun. Just these three simple rules and then everything else you do after that just kind of falls into place based on your homebrew or your or your game setting. These three rules. This is how tabletop RPGs are done. Everything the opposite is nonsense book. 
You're all a bunch of fucking babies. <laughs> my disability! In real life, you should feel that way. Absolutely. And in real life, you may need special consideration like ramps. Or people to treat you uh, more respectfully. Or understand that, oh, you've got this problem, that's why these other things happen. People I know have colostomy bags. Yep, they carry the shit around with them. I don't want that to happen to me. It might happen one day. Do I make fun of them? You're goddamn right I do. <laughs> you know, people make fun of me all the time for various things. He knows I've got more issues than just one. Makes fun of me all the time. You should. Like gravitational lensing. That's a, that's a big one. Feet were another one when I was growing up. Uh, people you look like a fucking L because I used to be really skinny and my feet, you know, compared to my size. I mean, I got really thin wrists to my size. Like, you know. Uh. See, imagine how you as the RPG player who work in every industry can work for change to overcome ableism. No, ableism is necessary. This world needs to be a meritocracy and ableism is a must. It is mandatory. If you can't do it, you can't do it. Okay, see, here, here's, here's the thing with, with disabled people. Disabled, you're not able. Okay, guess what? You learn to work around it to become useful. Yes. I don't care if you're disabled. I care if you're useful. If you're useful, you, you can live in my world and I'll help you in, in any way I can because you're useful. You contribute to society. That's awesome. Good for you. Good for us. Nerdy ogre. Good for the community. But if you're not useful and you're just special, well, those two don't mean the same thing. Right. Uh, and, and using Nerdy Ogre's comment here, the crazy is useful. Yes, the crazy is useful. Gets less useful over time. <laughs> <laughs> but in the very beginning levels, le levels one through four, oh, crazy great. I mean, you know, eclipsed only by the juicer. Yeah, pretty soon, though, you have enough crazy. Crazy, you're just crazy. Yeah. You're almost non-functional. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But hey, you know, you knew that going in. Just like yep. juicers know it going in. Yep. Uh, you get this book in your hands, don't care. Imagine uh, imagining is what we do best. There's a lot of imagining going on. I, I guess that's good. It's a role-playing game. Yeah, yeah. But we can use fantasy to change reality. No, okay, you... I, I would I'd rather you keep your imagining to the game. That'd be great. Mr. Max is actually right. Uh, maybe RPGs have some real-world magic after all. Nope. Nope. All right. And then all this other fucking nonsense that... Uh, it's it's people like this and and they're gonna say well you're gatekeeping i'm not gatekeeping if you want to have nonsense like this in your game oh, and actually i wanted to bring that up i i would never say don't make this book you no. make whatever books you want to make i won't buy it right and i may even make fun of you for buying it but i'm never oh, gonna yeah. tell you i'm never gonna tell you 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 can't buy that right mockery is not hate no mockery is just derision of your nonsense <laughs> yeah and uh, people like you need to be called out. Now, if somebody were to come to me like, Max, I have a disability. Eh, and I don't like that you're making fun of it. I'm not making fun of your disability. Now, I might now because, you know, you said that. And now that you've kind of said it. But I I'm making fun of the fact that you feel it needs to be in a game that has no need for it. None. Clerics have healing. Well, I don't consider myself broken. You are broken. I don't care. You can, that's like pronoun use. That's like, oh, I don't consider myself this pronoun. You, but you are. You yeah. are that pronoun. You are that broken. Human you know beings I have legs to walk with. If you have legs and you can't walk with them, you're broken. Right. That's it. 
if you have arms that you can't move, your arms are broken. So Wait, what is this? Right. This is pir uh, pirate bait, something to loot, loot for the probably two things that can make psychosis cause insane. Wait, what? I don't understand that. I, I, I must have missed something. Yeah, they might have been responding to something. Um... Oh, yeah, they're playing Giant Lance and they got a little too sleepy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. And, and that's the big difference between the whole gatekeeping, not gatekeeping thing to kind of go back to the beginning is I'm not gatekeeping you from this. And if you feel I am, that's on you. If you think you're going to put that in my game, you're not. Because if you have a wheelchair in my game, you're not going to be able to get up castle stairwells. And I'm not going to just be a, it's magic. No, no, no. There are other ways around that. Get your legs fixed. Or retire, and, and I say this all the time because it's such an easy trope. Retire and tell the war stories as you open up your inn. Yeah. yeah. Now you don't even have to adventure and people no, are coming to pay no, you money. No, no, no. My character was born disabled. Guess what? You didn't make it through childhood because, because you, live, you live in a, in a, in a oh. fantasy environment. Your, your mom and dad were farmers. Guess what Captain You, who can't walk, cannot do? Farm. You weren't given food <laughs> you were, or well, you were just killed. The reason you and I say that is because we both seem to like a little bit lower magic worlds. In a higher magic world where clerics are everywhere, like every third person is a cleric and every yeah. second person is a wizard. Then that person can be healed. Yeah, right. But it's not, but I'm not broken. Yes. No, yes, yes, you, you are. are. Yes, you are. Human beings come with legs that walk. If yours can't walk, you're a broken human being. Believe me, Sorry. if I could right now pop a pill and have misophonia go away, I... Like we can, you know, that quickly. Or, 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 or if he could walk to, to his, to his local cleric of Paladine's house of worship and say, Hey, here's 20 bucks. Can you cure my misophonia? Lay on hands all done. He'd do that too. Oh yeah. My eyes people are like, why didn't you get laser surgery? That's how bad my eyes are. <laughs> you can't. If he got laser surgery, there'd be so little cornea left that it just popped. blinking would rip his eyeballs apart. I was told that any airbag that popped or even taking an airline flight would could uh, cause them to pop. I'm like, nope. <laughs> and I know there are other ones where they replace lenses and so forth, but still. Uh, he said, uh, you, uh, oh, I meant to pirate. No, no, oh. no. If you, no, 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 no. Here, listen to me. Listen to me. All, all of you pirates out there. Number one, I do, I do not condone your, condone your behavior. Okay. I have to go on record saying that. Number two, <laughs> I will completely degrade and shame you for stealing something that has no value. Every thief knows you steal something that has value. You would not pirate this piece of shit because it has no value. Why? It's, 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 like, it's like stealing dirt from a mansion. The fuck are you doing? Uh, I don't get it. The, the, la the last thing I want to say... I forget the guy's name. I think it's like Okusen or something like that. He commented on some of the past videos. I had to approve one recently. I didn't know it wasn't approved. I was going to respond back to it, but he wrote the wrote the comment like three weeks ago or four weeks ago now. Um, and the the situ the issue's dead. But I did approve his comment. Didn't know I had to. So, uh, but made so he said something to the effect of like. Um, you have to understand that the world is like a, a a bigger, more chaotic place out there. No asshole. That's your delusions. The world is actually somewhat simple. I'm not talking politics. I'm talking these issues of people wanting stupid pronouns and uh, uh, whatever else was being talked about at that time. It's very simple. 
Ethan Dog and I have talked about it here. You're broken. It is that simple. Yeah. Now, to be fair, you can say that most people are broken in one way. I'd say 100% of people are broken, broken in, some in some way, way. or another. Yeah. He, he Nog's got glasses, not nearly as fat as mine, but, you know, but he's got glasses as well. That is a broken thing. People who are intersex are real. They're real people, but they're broken. And I don't cater to 1%. I will defend 1%. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's so, just a whole 80-20 argument. Yeah, well, the the Pareto solution, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Who among the eighty will will stand for the twenty? They they deserve to be represented, but they 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 don't they don't deserve, you know, the the majority of free reign because they are not the majority. They don't deserve special treatment. They deserve a lit a legitimate treatment. Yeah, legitimate treatment. Yes, they deserve. If you're like, you can treatment, not special treatment. Right. If if you can mock heathen dog then you can mock me and you can mock somebody missing and an you eyeball. you be able to accept mockery yourself. Yes. That's just, you know, well, you shouldn't call that out. Yeah. Can't help it. It's right. It's How right do you there. not call? <laughs> you know, that's one of the reasons why it's like, you know, I'm really working on trying to get rid of that because I don't want people calling me off of this beach ball I swallowed. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's let's go into segment three. I think I think we're good for there. Right. Um, uh, sorry about that, Heaton Dog. But you know, I. That was that was I, mean. I, that was cold. Uh, where? Oh, do you want to put the link out? Or do you want me to? I got it. Okay. So he's going to put the link into chat. You can click on that and you join us. The rules are very simple. Oh, that's the one I didn't get up here. The rules are very simple. Member, subscriber. Uh, da, da, da. You have to have a microphone. Don't have to have a camera. You have to have a microphone. Uh, please make sure your audio is, you know, check your audio levels. If you've got people screaming in the background, we don't need you in here. Uh, and keep it pithy. We're not going to keep you on here. This isn't the Friday chill stream. You're going to be in here for one comment, one, one suggestion, one question, whatever. Uh, maybe a quick follow-up and then got, got you gone. It's like a radio call-in. That's, that's what yeah. we're doing here. Chris, uh, SJWs that are missing brains. It's, it's like saying a worm that's missing legs. It's the same thing. <laughs> yeah. uh, to be fair, and I will say this for everybody to hear. Oh, is that still? Oh, that is segment three. Good. SJWs aren't people. I will dehumanize them. I don't care. They're not people. They're NPCs. They're non-player characters, not people. Take that for what you want. Do do do. Oh, I didn't do. You know. You know what I didn't do for segment two and talk yeah. about all this stuff. Oh, well, too late. And you put the link out there? Cool. Yep. So just wait for a couple people maybe want to come in. Uh. Yeah, I mean, you, you got a lot of stuff against you. Living in California, both both uh, geologically and sociologically. I don't know. I'm from Minnesota. I'm so glad I don't live there anymore. But I think that's even worse in California sometimes. Darthic. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. You know, it's it's a it's a worm. You know, worms have no legs. Saying saying you know that's the way it is. You know, the SJWs have no brain. Worms have no legs. It's the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in the meantime, what what can we talk about before we see if somebody comes? Could this be the first time ever somebody doesn't come in? Yeah, we'll that's see. fine. Uh, yeah, that's right. Totally fine. Um. Yeah, we talk, kind of talked about what was going on this week. I, I'm looking forward to this upcoming Friday chill stream. Uh, we'll yep. get Mark Hawkman in just a second. Um, one of the things I'm going to start to kind of work on a little better, I've been a little reticent to do so, is uh, bringing in creators. Like, I, I keep talking about Venger. My, my problem with bringing in Venger 
is I don't want to disrespect him. I like Vengeance Works. I like his product. But the first time somebody's like, oh, what do you think of the game? I don't know. I never played it. I don't like Anzo. <laughs> Like, you know, uh, and, and I don't want to do that to him. You know, I like Venture. I like what he has to say. I like the idea of his game. I'm glad people really enjoy it. And, and there are other creators out there. I'm just using him because he's one I've been thinking of for a long time about, hey, I want to get Venture in. And it's like, ah, but what would I say? Like, I don't like your type of game, <laughs> even though it's probably a really good one. All right, we got two people waiting. I'm going to shut up and let's get Mar Hawkman first, and then we'll get smashed okay. in a second after that. What do you got, Mar Hawkman? Pity, pity, pity. In, in theory, I am the kind of person that that, uh, a thing with like neurodivergent whatever stuff i think everybody could be at some point is uh targeted to and my personal thought on it is you guys are complete jackasses why the what i want to touch your product it's just one of those things it's just that level of you know cringe inducing to me it's like that's what most adults think is is that this what it is to me, though, is that it takes something oh. that uh, in normal circumstances would can't be, hear you. you know. I can hear him. Oh, I can't. He got quieter, but I can hear him. It takes something that would in normal circumstances be a uh, personality quirk in the game mm -hmm. and makes it into a character stat that, you know, has an effect on, you know. The it way literally turns into something you have to notice and recognize. Which is something that would happen anyways if you're actually role-playing the character and not just you know rolling dice uh yeah no i mean we we agree we i mean there's, there's i don't think there's anything else to add to that i i actually looked at that thing when people posted it and noticed that half of what they have in there is things that in a traditional ttrpg would actually just be part of your character description yeah i and 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 it'd be fluff. It'd be fluff that if you wanted to role play, you role play it. But now, like you said, they're turning it into stats and magic items to get over it. Like, man, Palladium would have a field day with this stuff with all the insanities in there. I kind of want the book just to see the four hundred and whatever it was insanities, so yeah, that I can I, I, I can add it to crazies. You know? I am genuinely curious about that, but I suspect that most of it's actually. It's probably from the MHD five or whatever the hell that stupid book is called. And I don't. You know. I, I I I'm guessing that they got to a point of dilution where they, they came up with uh, a few cool ideas and then ended up doing multiple variations of those to to add an extra three hundred things. Yeah, you know, you, well, uh, what did it say four hundred and something disorders? Uh, probably I don't remember exactly. Gender. So. Yeah, well, then that, then it was multiplied by four because of different severity levels and whatever else was going on. Yeah, there. probably. All right, Mark Hawkman. Um, I'm, I'm going to let you stay in here, but, mm -hmm. uh, but we're going to bring in Smash now to talk. Oop. Hello, Smashed. Hey, how's it going, Max? Um, main, the thing I mainly want to say is that I don't think the people writing those kind of books are really disabled. I think they're trying to well, they're disabled. invent something out in invent yeah. something in their head to make them special. But it's a disability. Them crazy, right? <laughs> but so yeah, I get what you're saying. <laughs> There's a difference between that and like people people with real real issues who are mainly you're those kind right. of people just want to work out, work past those issues and be as normal as they can. They want to be seen you, as you people. You think it's more virtue signaling? Yes, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I agree. I, I, I mean, that's the thing, though, is one of the things we do here, whether people like it or not, is we make fun of stuff like that and we call it out. Do you think we really care in the real world? 
no, sell your book. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care. It's just not going to be at my table. You know, uh, it, it's just they make such a big deal about it. And I believe in fighting fire with fire. So I'm going to make a, such a big deal about it by calling you an idiot. So, uh, you know, ultimately play your game how you want. Do what you want at your table. Um, what's going to make me angry? Well, really, is it going to make me angry? Well, uh, is if that were to put into the game rules, like, oh, everything from this book is now codified into sixth edition D&D, which to be fair, I won't buy anyway, because I, you know, uh, let's, let's say it's faith. a game. What's that? Lost all faith. Oh, yeah, I've already lost all faith. Yeah. D&D dead to me now. But let's say it's put into game I, I enjoy. Uh, let's, that's put into uh, Sword and Sorcery. Sorry, guys. Sorry, sorry for saying that about your game. I know you wouldn't do it. Or Sword and Wizardry. Um, you know, all of a sudden that's put in there like it's an expectation. Oh, then I'd be angry. We can just take it out. No, that's not how that works. That's backward thinking. But but as far as just being a supplement that somebody can use, uh, but it's also that concept of games can be therapeutic. They are not therapy. Stop trying to treat these games as therapy. Go see a fucking counselor. Yeah, therapy is expensive, you know, but you got to do it if you need it. Your your D&D game, your weekly D&D game is, is not the same. Sorry. It's not going to help you. I saw a... Um... Do talking once about how about how actual therapists are using D and D and stuff to work through issues. Sure, but that's a that's a different thing than that's a professional D and D game. Yeah, right. That's a professional. And plus, to be fair, uh, role playing has been used in therapy yeah, going the all the way. Thing. I mean, everyone's seen the puppet yeah. thing. Yeah, it's see, 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 that's where I would go with that one, though. Is that D and D itself isn't what the therapist is using as a therapy aid it's, yeah it's the therapist puppet that's all yeah it it's 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 yeah. just the uh color of puppet being used by the therapist nothing yeah. more where did the bad man touch you was it, <laughs> was it here was it, was it around the back was it was it there like, show show me on the orc you know it's like that yeah <laughs> he touched me in my good spot <laughs> But yeah, no, I, I get what you're saying, and uh, and smashed. Yeah, you are right. The the people who wrote this book are are at best self-diagnosed neurodivergent, and uh, the, these people are 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 more dangerous than than than, than people who are actually neurodivergent, be, because the the people who are actually neurodivergent understand that. Let's say let's say it right. It Fuck means. this neurodivergent word. Fucking retarded, crazy, mental midgets, waterhead babies. What else you want? All right. How but else can all, I be all insulting? Of, all of that is real, and if if you're self-diagnosed bullshit, that's worse because not only are you deluding yourself, you're trying to delude me too, and that that means you don't live in reality. You're dangerous. Yeah, the worst. I think the worst part about it is they're kind of deluding the people who actually have the issues and need help with those kind of issues. Yeah. They're they're trying to steal some of that help, steal some of that goodwill. Oh yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 exactly that bad because. Instead of, of teaching someone who, who is disabled to live in the world and succeed with your disability, instead, make them feel like the world should change to suit them. That is a really good way to die in real life. But it's a game and we're all supposed to live at the end. Um, so one of the things that, uh, how do I want to say this? Look. 8% of the population are SJWs, okay? But per, the, per like almost every census taken that they can do to focus on this, it always comes up around 8%. 
I don't know a single person, honestly, and this has come up a lot in different discussions. I don't know a single person who pushes this SJW nonsense at the table, in the games, at gaming stores, etc. Uh, gaming stores do by rule, but I've never seen individuals pressure that, right? Um, same thing, the disabled people that I know, I know a couple that are more boo-hoo-y than others, you know, but we all react to situations like that differently, and I get that. But I don't know any of them who are like, I'm, I, in, my, in, in this game, I need to have these disabilities. In fact, almost to a T, they're all the exact opposite. Why would I want this in the game? I have to deal with this in real life. Let me do it in the game. So I believe that it's, again, another 8% of the population that wants this stuff, and I believe that 50% of that 8%, so yes, you can do the math, 4%, might actually be disabled. The rest is just virtue saying. I have no actual stats on that. But but you, I've never met anybody. And the few people, like I was telling Heathen Dog, yeah, I've got a few coworkers that play 5e and they treat uh, you know old Dungeons and Dragons as a nat problematic because of some of the things uh, in it. You know, they they don't say those words directly, but you know, it's very uh, expressed. Like, oh, well, you know, I, I I you know, I just I don't think that those games really work today. And oh, really? They were, my dice roll the same today as they did 30 years ago. So, um, but it's just such a small number. So, well, you know, you want my thought on this is that they're attempting to make money off of bandwagon jumping and uh, the whole virtue signaling thing is there, you know, there this pot, pot of gold at the end, end of their disabled rainbow. <laughs> I, I, but uh, again, it's it's like you're saying. But I don't think that the people who who made this are actually, you know, um, people like that, that that would actually be considered disabled for you know getting you know actual disability benefits. Right, right, yeah. They're 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 the kind of socially acceptable neurodivergent, you know, they, they, or, they, they don't or, or 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 the kind they, of they people. Who are socially unacceptable because of their neurodivergent behavior? Because they use being neurodivergent as an excuse for being be jerks. Yeah. Excuse yeah. me, but I'm I go by demon self. Yeah, exactly. That sort of idiocy. Yeah. I mean, I mean, because me personally, it's like I've had a lot of people tell me that they think I'm mildly autistic, and probably if I was to actually get a diagnosis, <laughs> would be would be uh, classified as having Asperger's syndrome. Maybe. I mean, I, yeah, but I spent 40 years trying to be a normal person. <laughs> no, that's a function in normal society. That, right. that, that's, that's all that you're required to do. You exactly. just have to be, you have to, you have to be a bonus to the society you're in. If you can learn to do that, I don't care how disabled you are. You win. Right. Yeah. If, yep. if you are a net bonus to society, then you're a contributing member of that society and you're a winner and that's it. Exactly. Exactly. I, don't care. I don't care if you got no arms, no legs. If, if the, if your, if your contribution is, is stunning acts of, of, uh, of, uh, um, art or take your $25 client, back, then you're still, you're still contributing much more than you're taking away. You're winning. You I go. no longer want crafty's $25. I'm a giant <laughs> dry gender pyro Fox from the magical forest. All right. Now, I, I want to put this back up because uh, this is one of the things that I've been saying a lot recently in a little bit different way. Uh, let me start this because chat's moving. Um, this is one of the reasons why Legion of Myth in its current iteration exists or RPG Digest exists is because 
I feel that so many people just say, oh, it doesn't matter. Oh, it doesn't affect me. Oh, it doesn't this. And, and to some degree, they're right, at least at first. But when you let it happen, let it happen, let it happen, all of a sudden it affects you, and by then it's too late. Look, to be fair, Dungeons & Dragons is dead. The modern comic book industry is dead. But Marvel, Marvel, you talk in the movies, you talk in the comics. That's a different animal. Um, it, it, it's dead. I mean, look at what they're doing. My God, I want to talk to Garth on so badly about what they're doing with Superman and so forth right now. Uh, but uh, I think he might, he actually might go homicidal. But the, the thing is, is that people say it doesn't affect you. You know, oh, Mac, I mean, Heathen Dog knows this. Going back all the way to our Air Force times, how many times did I rail or rage about something? You guys are like, why the fuck do you worry about this stuff? Who cares? You know, and in a lot of instances, they're right. But there are also other instances when you start seeing the world change around you. And this 80 percent, you know, th this goes back to like that, that the pronoun nonsense where I won't get into because, you know, it, it annoys people now. Uh, but 80 percent of the people just let it happen. Oh, who cares? Who cares? And then it turned into uh, demon self. Uh, and at 12 o'clock today, I'll go by kitty self. So when kitty self does this, no, 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 too far. Stop. And they should have been nipped at the bud and said, look, there are already two ways of talking gender neutral. We don't need a third way to do it. Figure one of those two out. Have a nice fucking life and, and move on. But no, instead, we're like, you know what? Who cares? What does it matter if we want to talk differently? What does it matter if somebody wants to have blue hair? I don't care. Do you think I really care if somebody has blue hair other than now it's a signal to me? <laughs> I know what you are. Uh, no, I don't care that you have blue hair. It's like back in the day, if you had one earring or two earrings, we know what the difference meant. You know, don't didn't care. Uh, heathen dog gives a little grin there like that. It didn't. The, the the point is is you are you are expressing something if you got tattoos all over your face and neck i don't hate tattoos but if you got tattoos all over your face you're a fucking weirdo all of us in the game well, no, you, you, you make you make bad decisions and you can't be trusted right you know yeah. it's like why do you care about this stuff why would you say you wouldn't hire this person because i don't believe that that person over the long term is going to continue to make good decisions you know uh you know it, we were all one way shape or form all of us who play in this hobby Back in the day, we're all either bullied or we're different or something in some way. For me, the big thing was being bullied. I was a tiny, tiny kid, hung up on a flagpole, pushed over in the porta potty. Yeah, you know, you've heard, you've all heard this stuff before. Uh, you know, every day, either shoved in a locker, or put on a table, and slammed into the wall. Uh, what grade was that? That was the eighth or ninth grade. Um, look, this, these games are a way to get away from all that. Why would I want to play that? Can we bully you in the game as well? Well, please do. You know, like, no, we want to get away from that. And that's another reason because that stuff happened to me as a kid. I know that all I, I, it makes you actually let me flip this. I'm going to say it's a little differently. I don't understand these 30 year old people who are who are who still feel bullied. You're 30. You can't be bullied. It's like a, what was that guy's name earlier? I don't know if he's still watching. Um, Toolkin was saying about his kids. You're the exception now, Toolkid. We're the exception now. Fuck you if you were bullied when you were 16. You don't have to carry that with you when you're 30. Grow the fuck up. But 80% of people like, oh, and, and this is why I kept this on the screen because Mr. Max is right. 80% of people just like, oh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't care. Just, just let them do their thing. To some degree, I want to let them do their thing. But when their thing infects my thing, you're done. And we have to stand up. Not necessarily gatekeeping, just separate segregation. Apartheid. <laughs> uh. Yeah, see, I, I, you know, even if somebody says that's tribal, oh, that goes back to my roots. Sorry, but that's not 20th century, are, are 21st you, century. Are you living in an Amazonian tribe right now? No? Well, then see, you're just an idiot. 
the, the other thing with uh, tribal tattoos, though, is that um, you need to be able to explain what custom uh, causes uh, someone to get that and why it's appropriate for you, not just I have it because it's part of my culture. <laughs> no, no, you don't need to explain anything. Give a tattoo on your face. You're you're mentally deficient. I don't want anything to do with you. Oh, it's a tribal. I don't care what kind of justifications or or mental mm. gymnastics you went you went to your head to to tattoo something on your face. I don't want to know you. <laughs> you make bad decisions. Bad things are going to happen to you. I don't want to be nearby. And it's the sort of thing that most people really didn't do all that often. It, no, because sure, but, it's but, stupid. The, th the thing that I want to say on that is, you know, th th it's, it's such a hard dichotomy for me because I want to say you be you. I really do. But there is a decorum in society. And let's be fair. There's a different decorum in Japan than there is in America, than there is in Europe. I kind of looked them all together because, you know, it's Europe now. Um, you know, then there is in, you know, in, in the Arab world, you know, there is a different decorum that you have to respect. And and I and a part of being an American is to say, hey, you get to be you. You get to do your own things. But I also get to judge you for those things. I also get to say, yeah. <laughs> not, you know, what? you be you over there. I'll yeah, be me the, over here. The, the worst thing to the, that happened to uh, modern Western society was the removal of shame. Yes. Oh, my God. hundred percent. Yes. Absolutely. One hundred percent. I'm not going to talk over school. that. Uh, ten percent of the time, it's it's used incorrectly, but ninety ninety percent of the time, it's used to get your ass in line. That's it. That's what it's for. It's it, it's for you to learn learn to toe the line in society, and be productive. And that, you can that, still that, choose to for. not to not conform. I, I don't like that word conform. You can still choose to be you, but you have to understand. Oh God. Nope, I'm not going to say those terms. You have to understand that, that when you do that, you're taking the onus on yourself to say, okay, I am now going to be different and people might look at me funny or yeah. treat me funny. You have to accept, you have to accept that. There's none of this, well, you have to respect me. No, I actually don't. I have to tolerate you. I don't have to accept you. God damn it, South Park for teaching me that. Uh, <laughs> that's like, I don't have to accept you. I only have to tolerate you. And Sorry, I can tolerate I, you more easily from way over there. So that's where I'm going to be. You and your face tattoos and, <laughs> and your blue hair and, and all of your bad life decisions. To, decisions that make life purposefully harder for yourself. You did that. You decided that was where you want to go. I want to live life on hard mode. Okay. You want to live life on hard mode? Live it over there. I don't want to be near you. Because when 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 the when the Molotov cocktails start flying, they're going for you, and I don't want to be near you. Uh, there are a lot of good comments in chat, by the way. But Ma Mr. Max is just knocking it out of the park right now. So you can choose to be marginal, marginal, but then you have to accept to be on the margin, and that society will yeah. not cater to you. Yeah, but you that's what they marginal, want. Then be on the margin and stop and don't cry about it. You put yourself there. You know, th this is this is something that I've seen uh, uh, talked about a lot, and. Uh, got involved in a Twitter thread about yesterday is um, uh, people is like, oh, I want to be represented in video games because I have a weird hairstyle. And I, well, one, it's like, th th this is the whole like ethnic hair thing. They want, you know, uh, more than just a handful of uh, basic boring options in video games for ethnic hair. It's like, one, it's like, what percentage of the population actually uses hairstyles like that? 
So it's, why do you it's a hairstyle? I don't care. What I, what gets me is when when like I should be able to play a fat person in my my in my action uh, uh, RPG. But 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 the, the point the, the point you should make, be, but you should get penalties for it. Okay, but fair, fair. The the the, the, the uh, uh, point I'm getting at here though is that uh, really really off the wall, uh, rarely seen in real life hairstyles shouldn't have equal weight to commonly seen hairstyles when it comes to video right. game uh, developers making yeah. hairstyles in games. Yeah. <laughs> coding these things take time. And you're, you're not going to waste time coding a hairstyle that only 1% one, 1 of the people are going to take. It's, it's just a waste of time for the company. You're losing money. We sell those separately, you know, yeah, yeah, make money yeah, off of yeah, it. There you go, DLC. DLC after it comes out. <laughs> Someone will buy it, fine. Yep. And then it'll make uh, money. Sparkle Great. ponies from World of Warcraft, man. <laughs> there you go. There you go. All right. I am going to say goodbye to Smash and Mar Hawkman. Thank you guys for coming in. Um, yeah, okay. Good comments. And uh, boop, boop. All right. Oh, Aaron the Pedantic. Chris Black, I think you should move to Texas. We don't have that issue here. I don't know. There's certain Austin, Texas is a perfect example of SJW, Texas. San Antonio might be going in that direction as well. But yes, um, I, I never left the base. What, San Antonio? Basic training? Basic training. I never left. Oh, yeah. Well, we had our, our, our one day pass that yeah, we lost an hour on because some pass. asshole couldn't tie his tie correctly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Okay, I put I put the link out there for the last call if anybody else wants to pop in. Otherwise, we are going to end this. And uh, yeah, I mean, look, something I want to say very clearly here. There is a sense of decorum. Max talks away on YouTube that I talk in real life, but I know when to talk like that in real life. I'll just walk down the street, go, ah, F, uh, uh, what do I say, homo? Uh, oh, hey, you're missing an arm, you weirdo. Huh, throw me a baseball, you know. <laughs> You don't do stuff like that, you know, and I don't do that at the table either. Now, at the same time, you're sitting around having some beers with some friends and, you know, one of them's your friend. And let's say, you know, the uh, dude lost a leg in the war and he's got his uh, he's got his uh, you know, prosthesis. Hey, hey uh, Robo Man, go get me. a. You know, by all means, you know, that, again, that's just have to understand. Or if people are like asking, oh, my God, how'd you lose your legs? I don't want to talk about that. Okay, it's a sensitive subject. We all move on. You know, you don't keep prodding at the same time. You can't be offended by that. It's a difference. And we notice differences. We all notice differences. That's just, it's who we are. It's part of our makeup. I notice, you know, well, actually, Heaton Dog and I look kind of similar, but we, we there are differences. You know, I have just, less I know, hair. Yeah, you, know, you have less hair. I uh, Actually, that hair thing, I, I, I kind of have a success on that one. Thank you, yeah. Mom. My, my, that, that comes from my mom's side of the family. Um, so does this. Yeah, but uh, well, actually, if we were to stand side by side, you would easily point out who the fat one is. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I'm not fair. fat, yeah. fat, but it's, you know, anybody who's known me my entire life. Yeah. Yeah, com yeah. Comparatively. And if you look back at pictures of me, like even like 10 years ago, like, whoa, dude, what happened? I look like swallowed a beach ball. Um, but th there's a decorum that we all have to have. The thing is, the SJWs ruin that decorum because they're trying to change the rules of the decorum by making them special. Yeah. No, you're not special. You have a mental deficiency. I know so many people that work in some sort of psychology, some sort of like, like uh, funny because Heathen Dog and I both know this one guy who's over here. And the chick that I mentioned earlier is over here. They have the literal same job. And I'm going to say it the way everybody hates. They both go in and they help retarded mothers who have children. Yes, and I'm going to continue to say it that way. One of them loves her job, loves it. And, 
we need more money and we got to stop paying people in IT and pay people who have this, you know, you don't want to know what I have to say. I'll probably get kicked off YouTube for saying it. The other one's like, I hate my job. These retarded mothers shouldn't be having kids and I got to go in and fucking help them. (laughs) The kids are wild. They're crazy. They just need to be understood better. No, you know what they need? They need new homes. Just saying. Uh, you know, the thing is, is, is people can have these opinions. Is it a necessary thing? I'd say yes, it's absolutely a necessary field. But I'm not going to stop saying retarded mothers because that's what they are. Like Ralphie May said, you know what? If they understand the word retarded, they're not retarded. They don't understand the word retarded. It doesn't matter anyway. <laughs> like, you know, I, uh, you know, I, I, if, if I saw somebody actually bullying, uh, you know, a mentally challenged kid or somebody, I would go, uh, I would do my best to try to stop that from happening because that isn't how that isn't the proper decorum of life but if somebody's just making fun of the person like oh look at the retard over there you know what that's unfortunately you got the bad die roll I, i'm sorry you got the bad die roll and somebody's calling you on the bad die roll it sucks you know i got a shrill voice here i don't know why any of you want to hear it oh it's because i kind of edited it a little bit not much but you know, like like you know uh i i, I listen to my voice and i'm turned off by it it's, do you know it's cross a little cross i have to bear I think, did I say that well enough or what's that? Okay. I think that's about it. All right. Okay. Nobody else. uh, Anything in chat? Talking about Texas and San Antonio. First, like assholes. Everybody's got one, but unless you're my wife, I don't want to see it. Gross. Oh, that's funny. Keep your personality pants on. Oh, wow. So. Okay, let's go through our proclivities. By the way, thank you for coming in there, Aaron. Do, do, do. And what do we want to talk about? I want to talk about things. Those are our websites. And don't forget, oh yeah, subscribe, share, 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 share. Always the sharing. Everything you can share uh, for various reasons. We're a small channel. Uh, YouTube probably doesn't like half the things we say whatever sharing is caring sharing is second to watch time in importance so watch our entire video even if you have to mute it and walk away and please share and if you've got other videos share them in our discord um you can uh, watch us on odyssey youtube twitch paypal i don't have the facebook group in there yet follow subscribe with notifications friday chill stream everybody's loving the friday chill stream if you want to back us, this is how you can do it. I want to thank our backers for today. I think, uh, I think we just got the one, right? The 25? Oh, no, we got a membership. Ravenslayer yep. member, uh, Ravenslayer became a member yep. on, uh, on the YouTube side. Th- so thank mm-hmm. you, uh, Ravenslayer. I, did, I don't think I called you out directly for that. I think I just mouthed it to you. <laughs> so that's awesome. Um, and, of course, we have our 3,000 subscriber giveaway. Those are the hardcovers. Remember, if you live overseas or in Alaska and Hawaii, you're only going to get the gift card option. You're not going to get the book option. But for our United States folks, uh, you'll have the opportunity to win one of those. And I think you know, I've got to figure out for sure exactly how many gift cards it in. But, but if it's 10 or more, I'm capping it at 10. Like Eden Doug said, we'll just save the rest of it for the next, the 4,000 or 5,000 subscriber giveaway, however we decide to do that. And, yeah. Uh, so uh, half the money that uh, gets raked in goes to the giveaway. There we go. All right, Heathen Dog. I've ranted quite a bit there, so I am going to give. I'm going to play the music this time. Oh, I was going to remind you. Okay, thank you. So obviously we talked about that enough today. But uh, go ahead and give your words of wisdom, and when I see you mic drop it, I will play the music. All right. Well, uh, we we've said it all. What we need to say. I mean, uh, 
Uh, speaking of mechanoids, um, you know, seeing seeing a game in its literal infancy to me is fun. It's it's fun to see how how it's uh, how it's rougher now than than rougher then than it is now. How how the system has grown and changed, but it's still recognizable. I love that. And as for as for us, uh, uh, section two. Oof. <laughs> Sorry um, about that. Yeah, that that hit me hard. Um, like I'll just I'll just reiterate that uh, they're special and useful. They're not mutually exclusive. But if you're one special and you're not the other useful, then you're a bad person and you shouldn't be given any quarter. You, you, your job after being classified as special is to find a way to become useful. If you decide, no, I want you to know that I'm useful just because I'm special. You're an idiot and an asshole.